The James Whale Show on Talk Radio. Where is, uh, is he? He's just coming in. Look, is there he, he coming is. in? Uh, there they are. All oh, right. Uh, yeah. What's going on, man? They've had a flip. Give me hope, Joanna. Give me hope. Yeah, Eddie Grant's on the show tonight. Is Eddie Grant on the show tonight? Eddie Grant's coming in. Yeah, because next Monday we've got Lee John on the show. Lee John, yeah, Lee with three E's, yeah. Lee with three E's. Just yeah. an illusion. It's just an illusion. Just an illusion. Just an illusion. Yeah, that's it's it, man. Just, we'll get him to do that. singing live on the show. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I'll come and sing with him. Yeah, yeah, him and, and dance. Him. What was the other one he did? He did loads of them, he man. Yeah. Gotta be the back. But just an illusion. Well, there we are. Very exciting times coming up with Ian Lee. We are back. Hopefully here in the studio tomorrow at 7. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. In a little cafe, just the other side of the border. on while she's messing around with it. Come on, let's hear it. There we go. Alabamba. Ooh-la-bamba. la bamba ah. I'm not joining in with that. You ruined this show. 
<laughs> Halfway through that statement, I thought, wow, that's a damning, a damning on, I statement. And I thought, do I, do I walk it back? No, it takes it to completion. Yeah, I finished it off, which is unusual for me these days. But I did. I thought, no, I'm going to say it. And I'm going to stand by these words. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. It's the late night alternative. We are back. After another enforced night off where we don't get paid if we don't work. And then James Wells said, well, you should invoice them anyway. James, you know exactly how the system works, you absolute old melt. 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. And we've probably lost all of our regular listeners and we've got a load of knuckle-draggers listening. So let me tell you now, okay? If you want to phone in... And stick your tongue up the backside of Tommy Robinson, or Nigel Farage, or Boris Johnson, or you think we are in any way interested in your opinion on Brexit, think again, we ain't. Got it? Good. Uh, bearing that in mind, anybody can call in about anything they want, except hashtag we don't do Brexit. 0344 499 Four nine nine one thousand. You can phone in and talk about absolutely anything you want, but we ain't doing Brexit. We don't do Brexit. Twenty one hours a day on this godforsaken radio station. Is that not enough? Can't we please make ten till one at night a Brexit? free zone where we just talk about beating up the Beatles. Although that turned out to be quite prescient over the weekend. My question about oh my if you had to uh, kill a member of the Beatles, who would it be? A lot of people wanted to kill um, Mr. Starkey, Richard Starkey, all because he's got a different opinion to them. It's not as if he said, you know, uh, I want to shoot all blacks and gays. It's not as if he said that. He just said, you know, I, I wanted Brexit. I think it's a good idea. That's it. And the abuse the man got. He's near... He's nearly 80, he came from a working class background, he's now a multi-millionaire and he lives in Monaco. Of course he voted for Brexit. Why is that a surprise? Also, that video's two years old. But why is that a surprise? Of course he did. Oh, I always thought, bring, bring, the abuse. Here's the thing, right? We are, we're not talking about Brexit, we're talking about the, 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 the ripples that it causes. So I, I, we posted a video from here last week of me, um, that, um, I don't remember what I was saying. I was saying Boris Johnson was an idiot, right? And so the abuse I got from people accusing me of being a Ramona, but people who had voted to leave the European Union was staggering. The C word, you're a nonce, you're a pedo, look at your tash, no wonder your wife left you, go back to start, go back and take some cocaine, all that kind of stuff, right? I thought, gosh! That's really, really rude and unpleasant. These people that voted, some of these people that voted leave are really, really unpleasant. Now, one of the good things about the abuse that Ringo Starr was getting, and it was very similar, a lot of C words, a lot of C words, um, the good thing to come from that was it balanced the scales for me. It balanced the scales and I was able to go, ah, people that voted to remain. Some of the people, sorry, I've got, I'm trying to be really specific. Some of the people that voted Remain are also rude, potty-mouthed idiots as well. So it, it, it did me actually the world of good to see firsthand that there are people on both sides who are a-holes. So we are having a bee 
You cannot say the B word. If, if you want to phone up, I mean, if we get someone like Jane or someone like that phoning up like we had last week, uh, then, then who knows? But I, uh, please, 21 hours a day, is that not enough for you? Is that not enough? 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Good evening, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello, Steve, can you hear me? Can you hear, hear me? me? Can you hear me? Hello, hey. Steve. Hello, how are you doing? Um, uh, losing patience. Why's that? Because we just waited 45 seconds for you to answer us. Really? Yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, sorry about that. Anyway, here I am. Well, sorry you are that. to save the day. Steve, what have you got for us? It's the first call well, of the week for us, so I bet it's going to be a humdinger. You betcha. Um, I spoke to you last week about which one of the Beatles I would have to take on in a fight. I chose George Harrison, and um, you told me about his yeah. escapades with the burglar and everything. Yes. So I've had, a, I've had a bit of a think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. And so you, okay, so you, you're back. To, you're bottling out of fighting George Harrison. Who's it going to yeah. be? It's going to be Paul McCartney. Tell me and why. My, my reason behind it is is because he's not really Paul McCartney. He is uh, Billy Shears. And, uh, therefore, he's not a genuine beast. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. You're suggesting the man that replaced Paul McCartney when he died in that car crash, and I think it was 1966, right? Yeah, it was. You're, I can't remember, isn't he supposed to be a Scottish gentleman called Andrew somebody? I can't quite remember his name. But you're telling me you would take on fake Paul McCartney, Fall, as we call him. Right, okay. How do you know he wasn't involved in the murder of Paul McCartney? Well, that's not a theory I'm aware of. Well, I, I was aware of the uh, road crash theory. Just, well, just imagine for a second, if you will, the Beatles. 1966, they are at the peak of their career, both in terms of popularity and in terms of creativity. There is a Scottish yeah. actor called Andrew somebody who people keep going, hey, it's Paul McCartney. I'm from Scotland. No, I'm not Paul McCartney. My name's Andrew. <laughs> they go, well, you know, I look like him. No, my name's not Paul. He hatches a plan in his littis, little Scottish hovel, and he decides to murder Paul McCartney. This guy it, it has the cunning, the wherewithal, and the balls to get glo- closer to the mo- close to the most famous man on the planet and cut his brakes. He's a cold-blooded killer, and you want to take him out? Well, now you put it like that. Steve, we'll speak to you later in the week when you've had a chance to consider the other two Beatles. He's not got the answer right yet, Catherine. And I won't rest until he does. I get the feeling he's going to go away, have another little think. Another little think And we'll hear it. back from him. 0344 is the telephone number. Um, thank you for all the nice words for us not being in yesterday. We don't get paid. It's cool. I, it's the nature of the job. I get it. I get it. They wanted to do a grown-up show. It was quite a... a I, I don't... I get why they felt they had to do a grown-up show. As I said to my boss last week, I get, I understand why you feel you have to do this. Um, but, but you don't actually have to do this. You, you make, make the bold move of, of having an alternative. But that's the way it goes, and that's cool, and I get it, and I've got no hard feelings, you know, and we're in tonight, and by God, we really should have done some prep for tonight's show. But instead, we were watching this very weird program that was not the program it told us it was going to be. Because no. we, we're bored of, uh, Kath and I like Willies and Fannies on television, right? We do. 
We just do. I mean, we find it absolutely appalling that anyone would make those shows, mm. but we just have to check just how appalling they are. We have completed Naked and Afraid. Yeah. We're very close to completing Naked Attraction. Yeah, we're at boss level. With yeah. It. Um, but then we saw a new show and Kath went, oh my God, this looks awful. And I said, oh, it looks terrible. Let's watch it just to see how bad it is. <laughs> what was it called? Sex tape. And what's the premise? The premise is, well, the, the, they tantalise you with the idea it's just a load of couples who film themselves yep. and then they go through the tapes with an expert and work out where they're going uh, wrong. Expert. <laughs> hang on. Here we go. Hang on, hang on. It's expert, more like. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Away you go. Except it's not quite that, is no, it? No, no. No. It's a load of couples who are obviously not into each other anymore, um, filming each other around the house, being awful to each other, and then you get probably about 40 seconds of duvets moving, yeah. if that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm... And every single one I'm going, yeah, dump him, yeah. I'm You've betting they didn't sell it to the people appearing on it as, but we've got this show called Sex Tape and we're going to film you having sex. But that's exactly how it's sold as a viewer. Very disappointing. And everyone on there is an idiot, right? <laughs> Apart from that, the Scottish lady, she was nice. But so far, the, uh, her partner and the other two we've seen don't like. No. I no. knew they'd keep the lesbians till last as well. Of course they have. They've got two, a, a very pretty lesbian couple who started out all hot and heavy and they uh, and their relationship has gone cold. But yeah, they're waiting for the last, uh, the last one for that. But, you know, watching people in their mid-twenties having relationship problems where he is, I mean, one guy, the first one, he was, she, she was ready to go out. He said, I'm going to take you out on the town tonight. She's really looking forward to it. She's still sitting there at half eleven. Then she goes to bed. Then he rocks up. That's Sorry, mate. When you're in your mid-twenties, off, out. No, well, she's in her twenties. He's in his thirties. All right. Well, she needs to fire him off. He's yeah, wasting oh, her exactly. time. Exactly. By the way, if, if anybody wants relationship advice, it turns out just from the 40 minutes we watched that program, me and Kath are excellent. We're brilliant. We are excellent. Mm -hmm. Let's see if Sam wants any uh, <laughs> advice. Sam, can we help you with anything? Hello, Tom. Uh, hello, Ian. Sorry. Could you come off speakerphone? I know you want your mates to hear this hilarious call, but it'd be great if the listeners could hear it more. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Ian. Hello. Hello, how are we? What have you got for us? Uh, I've just got a question. Here we go. No, okay. You haven't got much time, Sam, so use it wisely. Right. Mate, explain it to me. Rest it. I'm just a cool story. I don't really, I don't really explain it. I don't really know about it. What's going to happen? I tell you what's going to happen, Sam, is yeah. I'm going to cut you off, and then we're going to go to the adverts. Oh. Thanks for your call. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number, Brexit-free zone tonight. Um, thank you to everybody who came to see Catherine and I live in Bath. Sold out. Here's the thing, sold out show. Right. Theatre holds about 130. But 15 people didn't turn up. Yeah. 12 to 15 seems... Any other performers listening to this? 12 to 15 consistently is the number of people that seem to buy tickets but then don't come. And I think it's because we put the tickets on sale a fair bit in advance, although these ones weren't actually. So maybe they forget. I don't know. They're not super pricey tickets, and I think sometimes people go, ah. Yeah. 
It's only a tenner. What's the point? It's only those idiots. Yeah. Can't be bothered. We had a great night. Um, uh, if you watched it on Twitch, well done. Um, unfortunately, none of you subscribed or threw any money into that. Shame on you. It will go out as a podcast very, very soon. We did, we do these live shows and we record them and tend to put them out as two, uh, podcasts. It's called The Rabbit Hole. If you go to iTunes or Acast or your usual podcast provider and, um, type in The Rabbit Hole, Catherine Boyle, Ian Lee, something like that, it, it, it pops up. Um, and thank you to everybody. Uh, the audience joined us in a conga through the streets of uh, Bath after the show. We oh. left the theatre, as the end, not after the show, sorry, at the, as the, the finale for the show. Yeah. We put the conga on and we went for a conga through Bath. And I would say about two-thirds joined us. Yes. Oh, it was great. We had uh, nearly a hundred people congering with us through the streets of Bath. It was amazing. I, I, but here's the thing, right? There was a slightly hairy moment when we got to the fire door and couldn't work out whether it was locked or not. There was a bit of a crush going on. <laughs> but, uh, I think there was a crush. But, um... My sh- my uh, calf muscles. Yeah. The next two days were killing me from doing the conga. What is that? It's a high octane dance move. The it, conga. It came from I don't know why, but I was don't know why it popped in my head. But I, I said to Catherine, my 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 people are South London, right? That yeah. uh, we're you know we're working class roots. I'm not working class, but it's my roots. And Catherine's uh, come working class people from Manchester. I said, mm-hmm. is the conga is that just a London? Is that a London thing? It feels like a real Cockney thing. But no, it's it was Manchester as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, uh, all those common people at parties would like a good dance. I think it is. That, when you downloaded Black Lace, Party, Party, Party. £8.99, best £8.99 I've ever spent. I realised that that's what Grandad used to put on. Yeah. For the whole night. So you get that, uh, so you get uh Agadu, I yeah. think it starts with um Wigwam Bam's on there all the all the dance songs yeah oh, and, the, and and the locomotion I believe they do a little version of that it was it's a great party I might have to download it for my kids and pass it on uh well I mean although my hands up there we go all right Is it Obladi Oblada? Well done, okay. Birdie song. Oh, okay. Ooh. Uh, that's not the locomotion, is yes, it? Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this old house. <laughs> Obs. With Wham Bam. Okay, you got it. You I got love it. that song. to get as far back Hang as on. we could in the Catherine room. Catherine got Superman from this. Everywhere and nowhere, baby. 
right. <laughs> now this, I love the original of this. Bad dad, simple Simon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is brilliant. Uh, do the bump. Okay. Oh, I used to love this, the bump. I don't know what this one is. This Except sounds... if you do the bump as a child with an adult, you usually end up getting bumped get, into a get, wall. You get Boris Johnson, <laughs> don't you? Um, here we go. Oh. I remember when there was me and Sally moving it around like they did back then. Violin man. Is it taking Sally up the alley or something? Around, so don't know oh, when. Jive Bunny. Well, no, it's Twist Again. Jive Bunny. Twist Again, here we go. And to end the album. It's not Alice, is it? It's this one. I mean, by this time we're all drunk on Baby Sham, especially the kids. <laughs> I'm so. Oh, yes! Some album. I 899. Am and then by the time you get to the can, yeah, hear me. The neighbours can hear. You know there are, um, you know there are party albums where there is party, background, yeah, background, background yeah. noise. Yeah. So, so if your party's really flat, you play it. And it's these kind of songs, <laughs> like sing-along songs. But then there's like background noise of people drinking and laughing and cheering. Great. That's the kind of thing that in my dark day I would have been sat at home snorting cocaine, listening to it, and masturbating to. Oh that's, my God, really? That's how bleak things got. What, imagine in a room full of people yes, having a party. Yes. Good evening, Steve. Hello. Hello, Steve. Hello there. Hello. Yes, Steve. What do you? What would you like to say? Okay. Um. Hello, Cass. Um. Uh, I'm Steve from the sac- uh, first row from the Saturday oh, show. Hey. Oh, oh, yeah. Steve, oh, Steve, show, were, yeah, we, right. were we chatting earlier on on Twitch? Yes, right. Oh, yeah. Catherine! Oh, you're going down, yeah. boy Lee. This <laughs> guy, this guy was was burning you on Twitch. He's burning yeah. you. Is that what they call it? Flaming you. Yeah. Why um, was he flaming I, uh, me? I particularly like uh, Cass pounding out that uh, that song, that yeah. share song. So right. I like I like watching Cass yeah. pound it out, but. <laughs> Now, Steve, okay. you've got you have go. got questions we go, to like, ask Catherine. Away you go. You're on your own. Good luck. What I'd like to talk about is uh, me uh, meeting Bingo Star back in 1982. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, because he right, started telling um, you this story and then you got sidetracked. Were you not that's the fellow right, yeah. who thought that she faked? Yeah, that's right. Um, it was 1982. Okay. I was working for a company at uh, quite a large company at the time. It was a major industrial heat and engineering. Oh yes. Uh, company. Um, at the time, QE2 was owned by uh, uh, Express Newspapers. Express Newspapers owned Young, Austin & Young, a massive company. Okay, getting a real, so real detailed uh, insight into the economic climate of 1982. Well, yeah. Which is great. <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, because of my age and my particular skills at that time, I was uh, asked and invited to work on the, the QE2 as it was sailing sort of thing. Oh, hang on, hang on a minute. I've got a song. I've got, hang on a minute. I've got a song that goes with that. Hang on. There we go. Okay. Hang on. It's not technically a sailing ship, but... I'm waiting. 
Steve was sailing. Steve was sailing with Ringo Starr in 1983. Star was a pissed man. So was his wife Barbara. They've been sober since '89. Away you go, Steve. The scene is set. The scene is set. Okay, the scene is set. Thanks, Ian. You're very welcome. Now, during a day on a Saturday, we were unloading all the fittings that arrived by cargo container onto the ship. Yeah. So we worked all through the day. A few contractors came on board, and we had to work uh, alongside them. The foreman came up to me about six o'clock and said. Steve, will you and the other guys work babysitting some doctors during the whole night? Of course, we said, yeah, is it double time? I said, yeah, of course Beautiful. it is. Yeah. Those yeah. double time shifts, love it. That's Isn't right. It? Saturday, it was, uh, the QE2 didn't go anywhere, it just stayed in port tied up. Don't and it was a party on, on board. Oh, you mean for that all the rich, rich and famous people. Yep. So, there we were, probably on first deck or upper deck, in a little plant room. Babysitting some ductus, fitting some new pumps. F- fitting some, hang on, fitting some new what did he say? Pumps. New pumps and, uh, it didn't you know, sound like pumps. pumps. I nearly went for the, the dumb button <laughs> then. I thought you said fitting okay, some new C okay. words. What? That's what so. it sounded like, fit, fitting some new. Okay, alright, carry pumps. on. I, I trust you and I trust right. Amy. I, I trust, this is my team and I trust you. Okay. Don't trust Steve. There we were. Yes, sir. Just sat there drinking tea and with the door open to the plant room. It was about two o'clock uh, in the evening. Suddenly, Ringo Starr and his business manager walked by. Oh. They noticed us in our white overalls. We said hello, you know, sort oh. of chat. And they were left opposite to uh, go into their, their suite. Yeah. But about, about ten minutes later, the business manager came up, opened the door to the plant room, and said, Hey lads, will you two give us your overalls? We've got a trick to play on some of the passengers. Oh, this oh. is the greatest story. So the greatest Beatles story I've ever heard. This is great. Yeah, Mark yeah. Lewison doesn't yeah. know about this. So we stripped off to our uh, boxer shorts because that's all we were wearing underneath. Oh. And we handed them over. Hang on a minute. Are so you sure? Hang on a minute, Steve. Hang on, Steve. <laughs> Are you yeah? sure they were boxers in 1983? I didn't think the boxer uh, phenomenon had hit at that point. Well, I think they were... Yeah, they must have been boxers, yeah. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, no, they, no, they may have been underpants. Yeah, you're uh, right. Thank you yeah. very much yeah. indeed. I'm I'm I like accuracy I'm in my stories, Steve. Thank you. I know men's underwear. Huh? What? Oh, it's okay. Here we go. So, <laughs> there we were. We stayed in that little plant room. Just in your pants? Yeah. So, Ringo and didn't give you his clothes. What if your boss had walked in? You two just in your pants? What are you lads up to? Yeah. So anyway, about an hour and a half later, the business manager, uh, Ringo, hands the, uh, the boiler suits back over to us and we get into it. We just have, you know, a normal chat. Normal, you know, blokey chat. So I said, uh, Ringo, why did you want our overalls, you know? He said, well, you know, I can't do a scare accent. But he said, uh, yeah, Ringo, to be playing a trick on the passengers above the deck. Well, what sort of trick would you play on that? He said, well, he said, we acted, uh, uh, we were in maintenance. Someone below, or above the, their uh, apartments, dropped yeah. uh, a ring down the toilet. Yeah. So we knocked on every door 
on upper deck, hoping that they'd open the door and flush their toilets, waking them up. He said we had a bloody good laugh at it. Ringo Starr. Yeah, he's like going, not dapper yeah. laughs. Um, what's that one where they they shoved a fire engine up their bum and then went and got X-rayed? Um, what was that one? Casualty. No. I don't know that Remember one. the pranksters? Yeah. They put like a toy... Jack, jackass. Jack, he's like, jackass. Oh, oh okay. He's like, that jackass. Way. Oh, right. So anyway, getting back to my story. It's not over. Barbara Back comes out with a camera, and he's using somatic camera. Lino says, all, I, all this story needs is a, I didn't believe the letters in Penthouse were real until moment. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. We might get it with Barbara back. Here we go. One of the most beautiful yeah, women in the world. She's gorgeous. She beautiful. Yeah, she was in her prime back then. Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, really lovely. Um, anyway, so she takes a photograph with us arm in arm, you know, over the shoulders of the uh, business manager and Ringo Starr and everybody that was in attendance. That, Are that you dressed evening. at this moment? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I didn't pull the suit on. Yeah. Okay. So that was it. So, and um, have you seen the well, photographs? Well, funny you should say that. Because I was only 24 at the time, no one else, you know, one of the older doctors quickly grabbed the photograph as it was developed, and we never saw it again. Oh, no! Yes, yeah, yeah, sick as a pig. Oh, that's a lousy, well, it's a great story, but a lousy end to the story, and I'm afraid, Steve, it means... I don't believe you. There's no evidence. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> hey, that's incredible, because I, my dad met Ringo Starr. Well, I, I don't think that's... Too bad for my first time call, actually. That's a great, that's yeah. a great call. And listen, any stories about the Beatles are very welcome, and that one is no super one. My dad met Ringo Starr around about that time, and he was a complete a-hole to him, Ringo to my dad, because he was a he was a massive, he, that was 83 to 89 was the depth. Oh, that was right. blackout, wife-beating well, era. You met me on Saturday. Um, Ringo Starr, he's only a small fellow himself. He's only, he's only five foot six, I think. Time. But he fits into my overalls. Pretty perfectly because we were about the same size, I think. Ringo Starr's taller than five foot six. Yeah, five foot six. Yeah. No, I don't five believe six. that, Catherine. Well, when I met him, I was going to Google it. I'll have to look. About the um, about the same height as me, as he was winking at me. Well, uh, uh, sorry. Mm, he did. He <laughs> winked at me. How tall? I met Ringo. He wasn't five foot six. Tall is Ringo. Hey, five well, foot six and a half. Yeah, he's and, a wee lad. Actually, Barbara backs uh, about the same. Signs, I think. Yeah, and what an amazing-looking woman. How tall? Yeah, is she is. Barbara yeah, she's got an amazing, amazing place. Back. She is seventy-two years old. Is she really? Yeah, I don't know what her, 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 her. Well, I do know her height, but I don't. She's shorter than Ringo. They're only showing it in me in meters, and I'm, I refuse. Uh-huh. I refuse to say it. That's why I voted Brexit. Steve, that was an excellent call, and it was so nice to meet you at the the weekend. You, Steve, you weren't the fellow that wanted to challenge Catherine's knowledge of of the, the names of some of the people in the audience, were you? That was amazing. Okay, I, I just I spoke to someone online who thought it was a, a stitch up, and he, thank you, Steve. That was a great call. No, mate. it wasn't a stitch up. Uh, it was actually real. If you missed it, Catherine remembered the names of. Every one, mm-hmm. all 130 members of the Carol, audience. Paul. Okay. Don't Steve. do it. Don't do it now. People aren't interested. Oh. Let's go to Sam. Hey, Ian. How are you doing? Very well, Sam. What have you got for us? Good. Uh, long time listener of the podcast. First time listening live. And I just thought I'd give you a ring and say thank you, really. Um, I, haven't, I haven't got a bell to ring, unfortunately. I would normally be <laughs> dinging my bell, but I've left it at home oh, today. You. Matthew, that's okay. Um, it's been a really difficult year. I've had my long-term partner of five years break up with from me. Um, a couple of deaths in the family. It's been a bit rubbish. Oh, mate. Um, Sounds like you've got a shit phone uh, as well. So it's, uh, Yeah, no, it's not ideal. It's really, really, really is. Sorry, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Um, but no, it's okay. I've 
kind of sort of turned my life around because of you and a presenter from another radio station. Do you mind if I name drop? Is it, um, Simon Mayo? It's not. It's, it... uh, it's a man who helped me discover you. Scott who Mills. You last year. Who, no, was, not the, who was that then? Uh, it was James O'Brien on Unfiltered. Oh, there you go. Um, I was working in a shop when I discovered him and was a bit aimless with my life, honestly. Um, but discovered him, discovered you through him, have been listening all the way back through your LBC podcast oh, as well, um, which are on Spotify. Um, I'm now going to university to study politics and I, I want to become a radio host. Um, so just wanted to thank you in a big way for kind of getting me through what's been a really bad time. Hang on a minute. This guy's the enemy. This guy. This is the most paranoid industry in the world, <laughs> Sam. Everybody. It, it, it kind of is because everybody's like, hey, nice to meet you, new radio host. Oh, great, great, great. And you're thinking, as soon as they leave, he wants my job. <laughs> she so wants my job and she's better than me. So. Um, Sam, so, listen, I'm sorry if you... You've yep. been brilliant and I just wanted to thank you really, guys. Kathy's a more sort of recent introduction, but I think both of you are just wonderful. Oh, thank Sam, you. Sam, listen, I'm sorry that you've had a tough time, and, and well done on turning it around on, what is, what is it called, World Suicide Prevention Day? Is that the, the full correct title? Uh, it's important to acknowledge, the, I think it's one bloke every two hours, I think, in this country kills himself. I, I, I know that, don't know what the figures are for women, I know it's, it's less, but it's still too many. So I'm glad you turned it around, Sam. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm really uh, pleased to hear that. And thank you for your kind words. And, and, and James, you know, to be said, mentioned in the same breath as James O'Brien is, is an honour because he's one of the best. Let's go to Joe. Good evening, Joe. Good evening. Good evening, Joe. How are you? None of your business. What have you got for us? Uh, I've got a story. I don't believe you. You should. I don't. Well, two years ago today... Me and my friends went to a party and we ruined someone's birthday. Well, that sounds like a thoroughly unpleasant, mean thing to do. It is, but it was still a funny memory. Okay, well, yeah, I'm glad you had a good memory there, Joe. That's great. Thanks so much for sharing the fact that you've got one good memory. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, well. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. Let's make it a bee-free zone, shall we? 21 hours a day. Isn't that enough? Rupert Murdoch, Danny Morris, all those people who went before us, please, 21 hours a day is enough. Let's have three hours of Kath coming into the studio while I'm doing a heartfelt monologue and doing a kung fu kick in the air. Let's have that. That's what, that's what we want. That's what we demand. Oops, upside your head. I said oops, upside your head. Let's go to Chris. Good evening, Chris. That's what I was going to say. You wasn't going to say that. Oops, upside your head. How are we going to do it if you really don't want to dance? By standing on the wall. Get, get your back, back up, up off the wall. I heard all those people saying. No, different song, but I, I don't think no. it is a different song. It you said that, that when I was singing it in the car. I think it's. No, I, I was good. No, you confused. You confused me now. I was going to say. Not, Chris, I've not confused you. Life has. Here's a song for you, Chris. Remember this one. Life. Oh, life. Oh, life, oh, life, life. Sing it, Chris. <laughs> you, you, you're not in sync. No, I know. Yeah. Do you know, I'm glad you're you not, noticed that. 
Because she think, came uh, in a beat early. Or, or it really, just, I don't, yes, it really or, annoys me, Chris, mm. when I'm singing a song yeah, and I leave yeah. silences for the beats and then someone joins in and they don't count the beats in their head. They just go, oh, there's silence there, so I'll just fill in the silence by singing the next bit. Well, that is yeah. stupid. Let's try it again. Live. Oh, live. Sing, Catherine. Two, three, four. Live. Oh, oh came in early. <laughs> I had the album. That's how it went. Come in again. Two, three, four. Live. Oh, live. Oh, live. I really like the, the the teacher in Whiplash, but that's <laughs> that's not my rhythm. Okay, we'll try again. <laughs> Two, three, four. Live. Oh, live. Oh, live. Oh, live. Do 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 do. Oh, you did that wrong. You it's did it wrong. Do, didn't, didn't, didn't. It's not do, didn't, didn't. You didn't, did it wrong. It's do, That's didn't, not my rhythm. Do. Okay. That's not my rhythm. <laughs> Have you seen Whiplash? No, but I feel like I have. It now. really is rubbish. I mean, it's, it's good, but it's rubbish. I'm just not that bothered about drums. Oh, I love drums. I love the drums, mate. If I could <laughs> play any instrument that involved hitting things with sticks, I would go for drums. Mm, Two, three, a, four, that's life. That's aggressive, actually. Oh, life. Oh, oh life, oh life. Of course it does. How does no, 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 no. You can't do the do, 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 do thing. It is do, 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 isn't it? How does it go? How does it go? You missed the plot then. You tell me how it goes then. Well, no. Yes. Otherwise, I will get you banned from phoning up Jamie East's quiz on Virgin Radio. Oh, busted! Ah, come on. You got busted. I only, uh, I was a stand-in. Oh, I can do a good quiz. I, 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 the only reason why I was ringing up, I'm absolutely, I wouldn't say mortified. I was so um, disappointed that I didn't come to the show on Saturday. Oh, well. I chickened out. Okay. I booked myself into a hotel. I booked the train. Luckily... The hotel is going to reimburse me £245. I only stayed in the hotel for the night. What? Why are they going to reimburse you then? Pardon? Why are they going to reimburse you if you stayed in the hotel? Well, no, I didn't. I cancelled it on Friday. You said you stayed in the hotel for uh, a night. No, I didn't. No. You did no, say I, that, but you meant you'd only booked it for a night, right? Yes. You did say you'd stayed in the hotel for a night. He did. No. He did say that. For, I booked it for one night. That's all. I was going to stay up on the Saturday and come back on the Sunday. Right. And I chickened out. Okay. So, I, I, I'm glad you had a, a good... A, uh, it sounded like you had a good show up in Bath. <laughs> I like I like Bath City Centre, so, but I just panicked a bit. <laughs> oh, don't... Oh, bloody hell. Come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shit. <laughs> okay, so you, you you didn't want to come to our show, but you phoned up Jamie no, Eastern I Virgin. No, I did want to come to your show. Yes, I did, yeah. Okay, so yes. you didn't you didn't want to come to our show, oh. but you phoned up Jamie East's show on Virgin. No, that was the Sunday before. Uh, it was, oh, it was this weekend. Will you turn that music off? <laughs> it was this weekend. I did not ring 
Jimmy. You were on no, Jamie East's Virgin Radio music quiz this weekend. No, I did not. It was, it was, it was the other Sunday. It was the Sunday. It was on this weekend. No, I did not. There was a question about TV and you pulled out the blind card. Oh. And do you know who he was up against, Catherine? Do you know who he was up against? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Steve, Stevie Wonder. Who was he up against, Roger? <laughs> well, actually, I'm coming on Chris's side here because... Oh, it, don't come on Chris's side. correct. It was, it was, it was the Sunday before. You are? See, it was the you Sunday before Christmas. Back, it was me that it, it was me that was on this Sunday. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't and believe I beat it. You, and I beat I know, you by I one point. Well, do then. What I, is? I why is everyone it. phoning up Jamie Bloody East? He's rubbish. <laughs> oh, oh! You can't <laughs> deny it. They can't deny it. They know the truth. It sucks. No, I, I, I like Jamie. All right, all right, Boyley, calm it. Just, just turn it, turn it down. Turn the sass down to three, if you don't mind, please. It's getting a little bit too sassy in here, Sasquatch. <laughs> Sasquatch. <laughs> right, Chris. Well, I've got. Okay, now it's now it's um uh head to head. Apologise to me then, because I. I will, I will not. I will not. What is it with old drunk people phoning me up asking for apologies? Sunday just gone. I will not apologise to you. <laughs> oh, Time no, is a human construct. We make of it what we will. You interpret it one way, I interpret it in a completely different way, buddy. All right, no. let's have a head off. What? I, 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 I rung up to apologise. I accept I your apology. Thank you. You I, and Catherine's... Um, <coughs> I wish you'd cough before you phoned us. Say again, sorry. Uh, uh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna, we're gonna play a final round. It's called Pull Your, Pull Your Head Off. And I'm gonna ask you a question, and, um, whoever gets the most questions right gets to pull the other one's head off. Okay? <laughs> Chris, you're first. Go on. Can you name, let me make sure I've got this right. Can you name the third person or is it the second person? <coughs> Hang on. Can you name the third person to play Doctor Who, please? Um, it's a good question, this. It's a great question. If, it's if not you the guy who, who played, um... Huh? Oh, what's his name? Um... Doctor Who. Who was the third person to play to Doctor Who? Doctor Who. Was it in the 60s or 70s? Third person, we're not giving you any clues. No clues. He played it in many different times as he was a time traveller. In fact, he's not really called Doctor Who, he's just called it, the Doctor. It was, um, except, except. Okay, Jesus. okay. What, Here's a clue. I'll give you a clue. He played, right, he was the third person, the third person to play the Doctor. Yeah. The first pl person. He was the third person to play the Doctor. He was the first person to play a character called Doctor Who. Oh. oh. Hey, listen, Pete Trenchard, if you correct me on Twitter, I'm going to come around and shove Twitter up your jacksie. <laughs> Walk! Roger's practising his evil, I'm going to take over the world laugh! I know the answer to this no, anyway, it, so... I see, I, d I don't know. I was going to say John Pertwee. Incorrect. No, really? Answer, incorrect answer. Roger, would you like to tell him? 
Oh, I was going to say John Pertwee. Oh! Oh! It no, it's not! Catherine's, Catherine's Googling it. She's looked at me, she went, Oh, is. see, that, that's cheating, that is. This is a trick question. Catherine, Catherine looked at me. Someone's got to know the answer. Catherine looked at me, dropped the Catherine character that we hear on the radio, and looked at me as a mate and went, Please. <coughs> no! Who wants to kiss my ass first? Well, it says on Wikipedia, the third doctor, no, John no, no. Pertwee. No, wasn't what I asked. It wasn't oh. what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I asked who was the third person to play the doctor. He was also the first person to play Doctor Who. Uh. This is the greatest question well, of all time. Tom it's be it's better it. than who was the first person to play James Bond. Who was the first person to play James Bond? I know. Go on. Robert Holness. Wrong! 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 No, you, you get it on the radio. David Niven. Bob no! Uh... Go, do you know, Roger? Roger Moore. I should do. Uh, I know, I know the, 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 I know Bob Holness did Could play, but that, there please? was one person, I think it was an American before him. In, in, cor it was a guy, it was an American actually, it was a guy called Barry Nelson. That's Christ. No, it was Barry That's Nelson, it wasn't Christ. Obscure. But no, it's not obscure, it's the answer. Yeah, that's it is. And so the question. question now, the question now, right, this is the, this is the question. Who was the third person to play the Doctor? And I'm giving, please don't yawn, Catherine, that's disrespectful to quizzes all across the yes, country. Yes, it is. Disrespectful. Who was the third person to play the Doctor? He was the first person to play Doctor Who. Stop Googling it, please. I'm not Googling. I te tell you what, Jamie East asked me easier questions. Yeah, because Jamie East is a melt. <laughs> Jamie East is radio for thick people. If you listen to Jamie East's show, then your uh, I, your brain has been damaged I, either by drug over, overuse or being dropped as a baby. I'll, I'll mention your mate now, Matthew Wright. <laughs> oh, oh, can I just say, Pete, 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 Pete is trying to correct me on Twitter. Pete, please, please, mate, please, I will I will hunt you down, and I will kill you. Ig ignore them, Ian. I'm ignoring Pete Dillon yeah, Trenchard. Yeah, the, the, the bloody shite who, who... Yeah, bloody shite. I, I don't understand it. Why no, are... don't understand so... it! No, uh, I... Okay, are we ready for the answer? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready, Chris? Yes. You ready, Cathy? I'm totally past caring. <laughs> so am I as well. He I... might have been the second doctor. Oh-ho! Oh, Doesn't, Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's walking All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, I'm walking it back a bit. You're still going to get it wrong. Who played, and this bit is right, Pete, who was the first person to play a character called Doctor Who, the second person to play the Doctor? Roger. Patrick Trown. Incorrect. Hartnell. Incorrect. Chris? Um, no, it's not that guy who was in... No. Uh, the, no. I haven't bloody said it yet. I, I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> no, you'll be the wrong answer. Shall I tell you? Please, just end this. Why does everyone forget the two excellent, although one's more excellent than the other, Doctor Who movies oh. starring Peter Cushing as Doctor Who? Oh. It was called, what's your name? Oh. Doctor Who. Peter Cushion and, yeah. and um, uh, what Don't was say the, yeah, Roger, is it? Oh, yeah. No, I know, I've just uh, told you. The film. I've just told you, the film's a great Dalek Invasion of Earth, 2050 AD. What a movie.
<laughs> the other one's a little bit dry, I thought, but what, what a what movie. As well, Peter Cushion and, uh, um, what was his name? Um, I've forgotten his name now. I don't, I don't know what you, you're even talking about, Chris. You're just rambling like the loser that you are. No, I just destroyed you in a quiz. Thank you very much. I just destroyed you, both of you, in a quiz, and Catherine. Um, go back and listen to, uh, your, your brain candy, um, uh, Jamie East show. Go and listen to that rubbish. Peter Cushing. It really burnt you that they were listening to Jamie East, didn't No, it didn't! Yeah, a bit jealous. Not jealous of him at all! He's a pudding! Good evening, Mark. Good evening. What can we do for you tonight, Mark? High octane, Mark. <laughs> Put your seatbelts on, guys. It's time for Marky Chat Chat! I've had a promotion and a twins P pay rise. And your eyebrows threaded. I have them done, like, every month. Oh, gosh. But I don't know why I asked you if you had them done. And I think Ian... Because I've got excellent eyebrows, that's why. I missed Mark's comment about my excellent eyebrows then, because He wants your... you to get yours done, doesn't he? Send I'm not going to. I shaved the middle, and that's it. Okay. I manscaped downstairs. I will not... I don't need to manscape upstairs. My moustache is doing the work for me at the moment. The tash is looking great, Mark. I tried to have a moustache and I got so much hate off my family, I had to get rid of it. It was awful. What was awful? The tash hate the that hate you got. I don't, I've people. not had any this time. I've had a little bit, I don't care. Grow it, who cares, it's your face, do what you want to do. It did look a bit dodgy though, to be fair. Well, in that case. Dodgy is as dodgy does, Mark. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, my new official job title now is a complex caseworker. Complex oh. as, as opposed to a simple caseworker. <laughs> you only work complex cases. Yep. And you yeah. get an extra 20 it's, pence it's like an hour? Yeah, it's like an extra £8 a month. Flipping heck, man. What a <laughs> world we live in. What a world we live in where someone thinks, well, I, yeah, I think we should give him a pay rise. How much, what do you reckon, two quid an hour, five quid an hour? I think 20 pence an hour should keep him in his place. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, man. Crazy. That barely pays for one eyebrow. Well, it does. It's only seven pounds to have them both done. Is it? But I can have them done now, yeah. Okay. The nice Indian lady did them. She was really nice as well. Excellent. The Indians I often are so, so nice. Mm-hmm. The one where I normally go... She's a horrible a Indian. Yeah, she's a savage. <laughs> she really is. She hurts when she does... Oh, I see what you mean. Right, stuff. okay. Now we're getting to comfortable territory there. Um, <laughs> and they, she threads it. Yeah, so she does this thing with this piece of cotton. Pluck here but, now. Um, Why can't you just pluck? Well, threading it does leave a, a nice... Uh, it seems to leave a nicer line, a cleaner line. It's a nice shape. Yeah. And I, do, I don't know why I have it done, I just do. Well, a bit of self-care, there's nothing wrong with that. A bit of treating yourself. Seven pounds, that's not excessive. No, it's nice and cheap. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Mark, um, I'm going to end it here because I'm going to have to pop, nip down to the car and see if I've got any vibe left in the boot. Um, <laughs> but it's nice to talk to you, Mark. Don't go spending all of that money at once. Uh, Peter and Alistair, stay there. We will be coming to you next. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Oh, with your hair like that, you look like the lady that does Naked Attraction. Thanks. You do. You what, do look what, like One of the naked ones. <laughs> um, uh, Lauren Harris. No, <laughs> no. 
Uh, oh, no, no, no. All right, we're gonna have a little break. I think we did a whole. This is the first hour of British radio this week that has not gone on about Brexit. Let's see Stop if we can. It then. Well, let's see if we can take it to the second hour. We don't do Brexit. This is the late night alternative. Catherine Boyle, Ian Lee, weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. TV show. They were massive, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Absolutely massive. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. We don't talk about the B word. Let's go to Peter. Good evening, Peter. Uh, good evening, Ian. It's brilliant to finally be on the show. I'm a big fan. Hello? <sighs> How long have you been listening for? Uh, oh, about six months. Okay. And what's your, and who's your favourite regular caller? Oh, that's got to be Darren. Who's Darren? You know, Darren. Yeah, you got to try harder. You, you, this is the third call we've had from, from you lads tonight. You have to try harder. 
Why don't you phone up LBC and get on there? That's a challenge. This show we no, accept don't. anybody. Why don't you phone up them? What's the number? Uh, let me find you the number. Hang on. I'm, I'm more than happy to point you in the direction of LBC. Uh, right. We'll do a big rocky for it. Do a big... Go to phone up LBC. Come on, guys. Because everyone gets on this show. There's no challenge. And I spot you straight away. Right. The host is a guy called Ian Payne. And the phone number is... I should know the phone. How do we uh, <laughs> contact? Hang on. Um, where's the phone number for LBC? Why can't I find it? Uh, LBC phone number uh, is... Uh, oh three four. You got a pen and paper? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Oh, I'm not worried. Oh three <laughs> four five six zero six zero nine seven three. Read that back to me. Oh seven. I knew you weren't even writing it down. I know you weren't even writing it down. You're making the same noises that I make when I pretend I'm writing down a number. I can't help oh. you any more than that, buddy. I've given you a radio station. I've given you their phone number. I was even going to listen to it for a little bit and work out which part of Brexit they were talking about and give you the question. You, you would then tell the person who answers the phone so that you're almost guaranteed to get on the air. But if, if you if you don't want help, I can't help you, man. Oh, Thanks okay. for your calls. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I was going to help them, Catherine. There's no help in them. There's no help in those guys. No help, that's the third call from them, and they've all been pony. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get another pony at one out of the way. Let's go to Mo. Good evening, Mo. How are you? I'm very, very well, Mo. What can I do for you this evening, apart from punching you in the nose? <laughs> Ian, listen, you're Mo. there you prank calls. So please, can you prank call LBC? No. I'm begging you. No, I don't do prank calls. Also, he's not you your. Also, Mo, 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 hello, Mo, Mo. Also, Mo, he's not hello? your. He's not your monkey boy. You do it. No, but I'm not as funny as Ian. You're certainly balls. not. You're, you're right there. Mo, I remember when he pranked called Barkley. Bar Barclays. Barclays. No, I didn't prank call Barclays. That was it. That was when I got a scam text from someone pretending to be Barclays. I didn't prank. You totally misunderstood what that was. I wasn't prank calling Barclays. You I was phoning I mean. up some scammers. You know I mean, what? Yeah, but like, that was a really funny prank call. That's what it I mean. wasn't it was a prank, prank call. I was phoning up some scammers that were trying to get my bank details and I called them out. Well, you were making really funny like... You don't know what a prank call is. You're calling up asking me to do a prank call and you don't know what it is. You prank called Talk Sport, I remember you prank called Talk Well done, Sport. I prank called Talk Sport, correct, yes. Okay, so why don't you repeat it? I never repeat myself, mate. Call. Never repeat myself. Please make a prank call, please, please don't. Just please make a prank call, I'm begging you. Oh, don't because beg. Because you're really it's good at it. You. I, Mo, I am never going to do a prank call as long as I live. Thank you very much indeed. Dear God, what is wrong with that guy? Let's go to Alistair. Good evening, Alistair. Evening, Kathy. Evening, Ian. Evening, Alistair. He's got a little what swagger a about him this evening. What a great show on Saturday. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, Alistair was the star turn at Saturday, <laughs> Saturday Night Show in Bath. You were the star turn, and Kathy was the star turn. Oh, well, oh, you saved that just at the last minute. You just <laughs> at the last minute there, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, it was a good old night. Thank you for coming, man. Oh, it, it, it was wonderful. And, um, 
it, it proved to be everything I'd hoped. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just marvellous. And, uh, well, uh, I know that you um, said to me quizzically, oh, stalker, travelling four hours of train, but I'm travelling to Brighton now oh. in November. Oh. oh, he's coming to November. I know Brighton in November. Brilliant, we're playing in Brighton in November. Uh, November the 14th at the top of my head, ianlee.com slash event. It's Ninth. almost sold out. 9th of November, I think. 9th of November, that sounds more like it. Thank you, you know better than us. All right, nice for man. Well, we, we, we need to top... The Conga. I'm not quite sure how we're going to beat the Conga. Although the Brighton crowd are generally up for a party, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, you think you had it in Bath. You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> you wait. But um, anyway, can I just, um, after the show, I had a couple of things happen. Um, uh -oh. <clears throat> first of all, I went back to where uh, my digs were, which... Because of the train ticket and everything else, I, I booked a, a dorm bed oh. in, in a hostel. Yeah. A backpackers hostel for 18 quid. Beautiful. Which I thought, you know. Um, <clears throat> two problems. I got there earlier in the day because I'd got a ridiculously early train and yeah. uh, I'd bagged one of the beds and uh, put my stuff on it. Aye, 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 aye. When I got back there, Someone it was like. Goldilocks and the three bears. Oh. Someone had put their stuff on top of mine. No, 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 no. Well, if your stuff is underneath, then legally, that's your bed. Indeed. So, I was thinking, and you know, like, um, I mean, the, for goodness sake, at the moment, the alcohol's gone, I'm sober. No. I've done, just got my four month chip. Congratulations. I'm starting to worry now, because I can't go to sleep, because if this guy turns up and they might fall in the scene in, in a room full of guys. So anyway, in the end, I thought, no, I'll just try and get some sleep, and yes. I'm sure he'll be okay. And he was. But then, yeah. um, unfortunately, well, you've seen my size now, Ian, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And I snore. Oh, he's a snorer. So every two minutes... <laughs> You're getting woken <laughs> up. Give me a bed. You're snoring. So tough tough luck, everyone. It's a dorm. You're sharing it with people. Some people are going to snore. You're paying 18 quid a night. What do you expect? Deal with it. <laughs> so in the end, I think, well, rather get kept waiting, I go, there's just like a common room in the basement of this place. Yeah, and smoke a joint or something. Yeah, so I go down there and I just sleep on a sofa down there. Oh. So when I get down there, there's this kid wide awake with headphones on. Yeah. Uh, with a computer, I think he was trying to hack somewhere. Oh, but anyway, I went to sleep. Then, anyway, the next day I got the train, signalling failure just outside Bristol. Yeah. So it meant that a load of people had to sort of rush to get to another train, including me. And I just let them go ahead because I thought, well, I'm probably going to get out on that one. It was like feeding the 5,000. So... I'll just, but I did get get on it, and then um, because I, I suffer from epilepsy as well, yeah. Uh, because I was like in this enclosed space, and it was a bit hot, and I was a bit flustered, and I'd been running and not this that, and the other. I had a little bit of an aura in my head, you know, when you you feel like you might get a, a little fit going yeah, or a little yeah. dirt. I know, I, I know the aura from the migraines. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I thought, well, look. I'm going to dive into first class here yeah. because there are seats in there. And I thought, well, 
I'll face the consequences, I'll pay for an upgrade, whatever. Yeah. And so I sit down in first class, there's about, I don't know, four or five people, and the, uh, eventually after a while, the, the train manager comes, uh, huh? this lady, uh, and, and comes into first class, and she's talked about the woes she's just had trying to deal with all these people, including two disabled people in wheelchairs. Aye, aye, aye. Now, what was the name of the lady that rang about problems in, was it Anglian trains or something? Oh, Holly. Oh, it was Holly. I can't remember what trains it was, yeah. Yeah. And, and basically, she started in, in the first class compartment, yeah. in front of the passengers, she starts having a conversation with the guy that serves the coffee and the, and the, and the, and the sandwiches. Yeah. I thought, well, that's a bit unprofessional. About how annoying the disabled were? Uh, no, the dis- well, she, she, she starts to say what happened. Yeah. So the first disabled guy, um, he, he's outside trying to, requesting help getting on the train. Yes. She said, well, I can't help you because I'm trying to help this other woman who's okay, disabled. can only help one disabled person at a time. Those are the rules yeah, of the train. which is fair enough. It's the law of the train. And, uh, basically, so she gets on the train, um, and then she goes back to this other guy, and it, she tells him, look, get I'm lost. sorry, get lost. We don't I can't to help you. you. Apparently he then swears at her, yeah. and then he just leaves, she just leaves him at that point. Could they not tie, like, a rope or something around the wheelchair oh, and put him behind? I don't, I don't know if that's anyway. possible. I don't, I don't know if that's possible. It's just an idea. <laughs> she tells this guy, look. You know, I don't mind helping him, but if he's going to swear at me, I'm not. Um, but this is in front of all the passengers Outrageous. in first class. Outrageous. And I'm thinking, go go into your room and talk to him about your, your woes. Your room? Uh, but then, yeah. she said, oh, and that Living woman that I did get on the train, apparently yes. we've got to phone ahead and, and get the advance party sorted. Oh, the welcome committee. The advance party to, to yes. help her get off the train. Yes. And uh, she says, well, it would be a shame, wouldn't it, if she has to remain on the train forever. They're going to keep that, her forever? That wouldn't do, would it? Forever? They're going to keep her on the... And I'm hoping you went up to her and said, look, no. I, don't have, I don't have a first class ticket, but unless you let me stay in here, I'm going to phone up... Um, uh, a cult late night phoning show that no one <laughs> listens to and I'm gonna, I'm gonna expose you to the scumbags that you I are. Mean, I mean, that's what the most shameful thing is. I didn't say anything, but I was really upset about what It's a said. horrible thing, Alistair, and thank you for highlighting it. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Excuse me. Can't take your call right now. Just leave your message after the tone. And when you're done, press hash or just hang up. 
Hello, sir. My name is DCI Mel Spence. I'm calling you from the Met Police Theft and Embezzlement Unit. We have reason to believe you may have something to declare to us. If you'd give us a call as soon as possible, we have uh, matters to talk about. Probably in your favour if you contact us first. All right. Thanks very much. We have matters to talk about in your favour. That's how police talk. That's not. The Late Night Alternative. With that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Hmm. Uh, we don't do Brexit on this show. Oath, we do everything else, but we don't do that. We're allowed three hours break a day from that tedium, aren't we? 0344 499 1000. You speak to Amy. She takes your name and number and gives you a call straight back. Let's go to Mo. Good evening, Mo. Hi, you just call me now. Sorry? You just called me right now. Hey, well, if you just called in, Amy would have just called you, yes. Sorry? You, well, you, no, yeah, you called me before. No, you just called this in. You, you just called in, and Amy just called you back. That's how it works, Mo. You know that. You've been on once already. We don't normally allow double bubble. What is it? You prank called me, didn't you, now? When? Just right now. No, I didn't, mate. I'm doing a radio show. No, okay, okay thank you. Bye. Sorry? Bye, bye. Bye, bye. What was that about? That was weird. We'll do it again in five minutes. Let's go to Greg. Good evening, Greg. Hello, Ian. Hey! And you, Catherine. Under Hello. the moon of love, I, I want to tell you that I love you. And I want you to be my girl. Let's walk, let's walk, let's talk. Under the moon of love, the moon of love. Let's hold you know what? Do you know what? Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Let's just, let's just, let's just, everyone calm down. Let's everybody calm, everybody, just, everybody, just calm down, baby. Calm the hell down. Let's just get straight into it. Here we go. It's time for the Shawaddy Waddy Correspondent Update with... Greg. That's... Greg. This week... Shawaddy Waddy will be mainly playing at the St. George's Hall, Bradford. That was the Shawaddy Waddy update with Shawaddy Waddy correspondent... Greg. Shawaddy Waddy correspondent... Greg. Nice one, Greg. You're getting into it. I am, yeah. So yeah. it's all this practice. Yeah, you're enjoying it, which is uh, which is great. And you've won one of these. Uka chaka, uka, uka, uka chaka, uka, uka, uka chaka, uka, uka. You move up to level two. So, have you got anything else for us, please, Gregory? Uh, not really, but... Thanks very uh, much for your call. It's a simple... Oh, no, was there something? Oh, oh, I could quickly say something. Go on, then. Uh, a few people on Twitter and Facebook always say they want to phone in, but they're a bit nervous. I'm exactly the same. Uh, but, Greg, here's the difference. They're pussies. You are not. Well... (laughs) My hand's shaking, and I'm trembling, and I'm full of nerves. So if I can do it, they can do it. It's excellent advice. It is, it's a weird thing to do. I know a lot of callers get nervous, but they do it, and Greg does an excellent job, and he's a really good sport. But, um, 
Yeah, call in. Call in, particularly now as we've got um, no calls. 0344 499 is the uh, telephone number. Hello. Hello, uh, this is DCI Mel Spence. I left a message on your answer phone just a few mo- moments ago. I'm glad I tried you again. I'm glad I caught you. Yeah, I'm calling from the uh, Met Police Theft and Embezzlement Unit. I believe you may have something to declare to me. Declare what? The theft of a vibe. Sorry? Did you steal a vibe recently? This is Catherine Boyle. In your face, Mo, we're the masters of pranks and you can never, ever, ever beat us. This is Salt Radio. <laughs> Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix and so are you. The Late Night Alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. I don't think, we've got no calls on the switchboard for the first time tonight, so give us a call, 03444991000, we can talk about anything you want, it's been a weird few, a weird week I think, we had three nights off in total, um, um, we didn't want to do Brexit, me and Kath, we were asked on the first night, do you want to do Brexit, we went, nah, we'll we'll, we'll take a night off, and then it turned into three nights, which is expensive, because we don't get paid, Uh, but we made the most of them, uh, we we went and saw uh, Clinton Baptiste on uh, Thursday, I think I went to bed early one of the nights, and then me and Kath, we we met up anyway and had a Chinese, lovely Chinese meal, it's very nice, um, but now we're back, we're back in business, we're back in the New York Grove, and you are welcome to give us a call about absolutely anything uh, you want. And listen, I don't know what's going to happen to this station and what's going to happen to this show. All I can say is um, that uh, um, you've heard how the station has changed. Changed, You know, it's a, it's a completely different vibe now, and it's, it's you know, it's kind of quite a right-wing kind of thing and me and Kath come in and Catherine and I come in and we do this little psychedelic as uh, Lane's right Mo was proper shitting himself there he was wasn't he we do this little psychedelic you know slightly left of centre peace and love uh, thing I, I don't necessarily see this fitting into the rest of the station next year I don't know but so make what I'm saying is maybe we'll be here next year I don't know make the most of it while you have it Right, make the most of it while it is here. Pick up the phone, 0344-499-1000. Mo was cacking his pants there, wasn't he? I know, I know. Maybe I jumped to the uh, the, the uh, punchline a bit too quick. No, but I, no, I, not I, at all. I didn't, want him, I didn't want him to wee himself. Oh, I think he did. I think he did. He did. Listen, he wanted a prank call. It's the best time. When I was at LBC, we had a caller called Carol, uh, Carol Sheila from the Cockfusters, and she phoned up and said, oh, you gotta got do a prank call. I said, I don't do prank calls. This is very passe. Noel Edmonds, funny, fun. I don't do them. Yeah. Very passe. Oh, you gotta do it, it'd be funny. It'd be really funny. I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna do it, right? And then the next day, me and Chris, the producer, came in early, and we phoned her up and did the same thing. <laughs> Hello, this is, uh, the Chief Constable from Cockfusters Police. Um... Uh, I wonder if you've got anything to tell us. Uh, you've been shopping recently, haven't you? Well, yeah, I went to the chemist yesterday. Well, we have reason to believe that you stole some chopper chops. <laughs> I haven't got... Have I, can someone... I wonder if that call... That call does exist because someone sent it to me a while ago. It'd be nice to, to play. Anyway, she'd asked... The, the, the thing was, she'd asked us to do um, uh, a prank call. We did one. 
uh, and it was on her, and she didn't see it coming, and, um, it wasn't the funniest, uh, No, but it's opportunism. Is it? I don't think it is on, uh, I don't think it is on YouTube. If anyone finds it, send me the link and we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll play it out, because, um, it was, uh, it was very charming and very much of its time. Let's go to James. Good evening, James. Oh no, hang on, let me, let me put a fader up. That's what you have to do. Good evening, James. Hello, how are you doing? Very, very well. I'll tell you why I'm doing well, James. Um, I got VR. Ooh. I got Oculus Quest. Not Oculus Venereal. Rift. It's not, it's not Oculus Rift. Rage. It's not Oculus Go. It's Oculus Quest. And I finally, I plugged it in last night and I got it working. I sat down. And I completed Angry Birds VR in one sitting. Yes. Yes, I. That's like 36 rounds. I completed it. It's great. So good. I started the Darth Vader game. But if I'm honest, I got a little bit motion sick. And I got a little bit scared when Darth Vader came out and stood in front of me. Although he's shorter than you'd imagine. And then, Fantastic. And I'm going to be honest, James. Because we're honest on this show. I watched some virtual reality pornography. Oh, that would be the first thing I do. I, I, I would do. No, it would. It was first the third. Thing. It was the third thing that I did. The third thing. Let it stand for the record. It was the third thing that I did. When you look down, do you have what they sometimes call in Australia a chubby? Well, when you look down, I know. I now know what my chest would look like with an oriental tattoo. Because <laughs> you look down and you see yourself. You don't have a chubby. It's you not have your own chest, though, is it? Well, no, no, no. You look. So the, 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 I only watched the bit because I found it really, really uncomfortable and unsettling. Right, and this is the truth. The first one I watched. First one. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in. Right, I walked in, and it was. I was obviously. I was. I was entering an, uh, like a very posh sex party, mm-hmm. and a lady in not many clothes said, "Oh, hello." And she gave me a glass of champagne, um, and she said, "Oh, hello." Before you go in, I need to check. So she then. I looked down, and I'm wearing a suit. Right. And so then she knelt down and she pulled out my uh, genitals. Your virtual genitals. So then I fast forwarded <laughs> a bit because it's a bit boring actually. And then suddenly I'm in a room. So you, yeah, you look down and you see somebody else. You see a very muscular body that is supposed to be yours. <clears throat> and everything is, everything is going. Everything is going. So I watched that for about a minute. But here's the thing, right? It's like a really weird video quality. And also they're looking you straight in the eye. I don't like that with my real life partners, let alone virtual <laughs> porn stars. So I got rid of that. Then I started watching another one where it's this, um, this is woman, this Russian woman. And, it, but so basically you, you look down and you see another man's lower, lower regions and then you see them, you know, doing all that. It was, I, I, I'm going to be honest, James. I, did, I watched it about two or three minutes. And then I went, then I went back. You sure, sure it was that long? Steady. So it took. Turns out my mum had come in at one point. No. <laughs> then, then I went, then I, I went. I did say to him, what if there was a fire? <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> burn, baby, burn. Uh, I, I, literally, I watched about three minutes of these two different videos and I went, ah, I'm going to try that last level on Angry Birds again. And I went back to Angry Birds. It wasn't for me. If it was back in the day when I was still bang at it, I could see me going insane on that and I would lose, I can see there being an intervention and someone confiscating my VR headset because it's weird and if you were, you know, chemically enhanced and all of that stuff, you could totally fall into that. 
it He'd did, be a dried out husk. He'd be like Pete Bogman. <laughs> <laughs> it felt weird, James. And, and I didn't, I didn't, oh, let's have the conversation right. I didn't masturbate because I did, it didn't really appeal to me. But also, I don't know if you've ever masturbated with equipment before, right? At the end of it, you, there's always that moment you go, oh no, what was that? What am I doing? I look really, really stupid. I've got to tidy this up. But just imagine that with electronic equipment strapped to your forehead. So it, I, I, I looked at it for three minutes. It's very clever. What they can do um, with with technology and, and with lips these days is amazing. But uh, I, I, I much preferred Angry Birds. So that's why I'm happy because I've got VR. And although you can't get Five Nights at Freddy on it, man alive, there's a, there's a slim chance I, me and Kath might be doing a voiceover for a video game. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Imagine that. Amazing. <laughs> It would, be, it would be incredible. I hope it's totally unrelated to those anyway. Yes. But, mm. <laughs> Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Now, stop that. Stop that. It's very <laughs> silly. No, it's going to be um, fingers crossed. So we'll, we'll see. Anyway, what can we do for you, James? Well, something quite related, actually, oh. in, a weir- in a weird way. Um, so I, I was checking my email the other day. Sorry I missed Bath, by the way, but I was in Denver, Colorado. Hey, mate, that's okay. And it's, it's somewhere they've legalized weeds, and it's a weird kind of um, prediction um, of how it would be here. I mean, it was a 70s punk gig, yeah. so everyone was totally mashed. Yeah. So mashed it's a weird up. kind of um, prediction of how, how life would be here if, if it was legalized at gigs. But anyway, I was checking my emails, and one of the emails was, was um, the subject title was, Your Password with my password, oh. and it's a password that I've used to many, many sites. I know where the, exactly Still, where this is going, go on. It's called sextortion. Yeah. Have you been sextorted? Yeah, I have. We, talk, we thought you were a bit of a fan, James. We talked about this about eight months ago, mate, so I'm not quite sure where you've been. No, uh, yeah, no, I did. I, I, <laughs> no, I did. I talked about it, because, yeah, they, I got an email. To, uh, well, go on, tell us what you said. I bet it's exactly the same. Yeah, I've been videoed, um, satisfying in block capital yeah. myself. If only your friends knew what you were into. Well, your friends do. I, okay, mate. I, I don't think my girlfriend would even watch that if it was sent to her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> I haven't sent this video. I don't want to see that. I want to see the real thing. No, probably not that again. Oh, okay. Not oh, that old thing. <laughs> James is buff. Bet his old thing's great. Didn't mean to say it like that. It God. sounded no. It's not my <laughs> cup of tea. It's too young. Retract. I uh, retract. Retract. I don't know. If, anyway, uh, should I have not sent a bitcoin then? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't fall for it, did you? Because there was a no, part I of me when I, I got panic. it, my heart I sank. Out in a cold sweat. Huh? I did break out in yeah. a cold sweat though. I I had exactly the same thing. My heart sank because it's it, it was a password that I've used for stuff. And I still use it. <laughs> oh, you should probably I suggest you should change it. Um, yeah, but there's there's a website called Have You Been Pawned? As oh. in P W N E D. Okay, yeah. But the I'm other one. Born, yeah. And it shows you which websites have leaked your details. Oh. Give us the names of some of them, please. <laughs> so, um, my, like MySpace has leaked multiple times. MySpace. I think Yahoo has too. MySpace. Um, and so, and so, if you've been using like historically the same password for quite a long time. Yeah. Get to change it. <laughs> it I get out. quite a few of those those um, emails, and yeah, the first time I got one, my heart really sank. I was with my kids, and I remember <laughs> thinking, "Oh God, not something else I've got to worry about." And I did panic, and then I calmed down, and I looked at it, and I thought, "No, there's something not quite right about 
this, and, uh, then I mentioned it on the air and loads of people went, yeah, yeah, we've had that as well. It's a thing. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And you're right to mention it, because, because part of this survives and works because of embarrassment and because of shame. Hey, listen, I've looked at pornography, uh, uh and, you know, well, I, I, I don't, it's not my favourite thing to do, but I've done it, okay? Um, and I'm guessing you have as well, and that's not necessarily a bad, thing, uh, but they use the power of shame for you to go, all right, God, I'll, I'll pay them some money or a Bitcoin, um, to make this go away. And I, and it must work. Otherwise they wouldn't do it. That's it. So now I'm going to be a good boy and only thrash it out to PlayStation VR rooms. Oh God. No. Top tip from me, stick your thumb over the webcam. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, Jonathan. Hi. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. Can you hear me? Not very well. Could you, you speak? Could you speak a little bit clearer, please? It's very muffled. You're rude. Oh. Shouldn't. I mean, what point do we? At what point do we tell Mo? Yeah. We know this is Mo just doing a. I mean. Or should we just let? Hello. <laughs> should we just let it, the crying or? or the crying. Yeah. We, we do, shouldn't let him cry. Let's just go along let's with see, it. Let's see what his punchline is. Okay. This is going to be well thought out. Okay. He's had plenty of time yep. to do it. Yep. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, uh, excuse me. Sorry, Jonathan. Yes, Jonathan. <laughs> okay. Let me do my punchline. Okay. Okay. Do the punchline. <laughs> You've got to carry on doing the voice. <laughs> I find you disgusting. Oh. <laughs> oh, bold move to change the accent on the last two syllables. <laughs> I don't think he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> Are we done, Joseph? And, 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 and why is that? Is that the punchline, or is that just that? that? No, it's almost because you don't defend our country. I don't defend our country because you don't talk about Brexit, innit? Okay, thanks very much indeed. You don't talk about Brexit, innit? Thank you very much. Seriously, no, though, the theft Jonathan. of that vibe is a serious uh, offence. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Loads of people have sent me this. Thank you. This is the call I did to, to Sheila in. They're saying in 2006. <gasps> the year I got married. For a month. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> LBC 97.3. The top 100 moments LBC. of the year. Number two. Ian Lee. Monday to Friday evenings from 7. And Sunday nights with Triple M. I had, started I had the drive time show on LBC. Would Did you it? like me to do a prank call then? Didn't 2006 sound like 1986 though? Yeah, didn't it? Um, hang on, maybe this is, let me see, someone sent me a different thing, I wonder if this is, um, yeah, didn't it, Just? Let's try, is this the same version? Here we go, here we go. Well, we don't really do prank calls, because they're a bit penky. Bit Noel Edmonds, penky. bit penky, bit rubbish. Uh, but we had a challenge from one of our listeners the other day to prank call someone. Say, oh, no one will ever guess, everyone will, will guess it's in, they won't know, they won't fall for it. Well, we prank called her. She fell for it totally. She thought she was going to get arrested for stealing. I did feel a bit guilty doing it, as at one point I thought she was going to cry. Yeah, she should have. We should have made her cry. And I thought that she wouldn't, you, you know, she would get it straight away. Oh, Ian, what are you doing? Phoning me up? Because, as you know, I'm not very good at voices, as you'll, you'll hear from this. She didn't have a clue. Very good. Hello? Hello, come on. I buy my papers oh. there. So you stop in there more than once? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I go in every day for my mirror but, and, and evening standards. Okay, but technically it is the one stop. Yes. Okay. Exactly the same voice Mo was doing and exactly the same copper voice <laughs> you did. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the shops, please. Um, let me think. 
round here and it's only only that that's the only two shot oh the chemist yes the, chem the day before she told me i had to do a prank call to someone okay. and that she would never fall for one it's exactly yeah. yes i thought so yes the yeah. chemist um may i just say uh sheila yes. i have been speaking to the pharmacist in the chemist yeah uh, and we have reason to believe that you have been stealing cough sweets from there <laughs> I haven't, I don't use cough sweets. To, it, it might sound like a, uh, farcical thing, but to the value of 25 pounds and 36 pence. No. I, I don't even Mortified. buy, <coughs> I might have bought We're, we're not accusing you of buying cough sweets, that's not against the law, we're accusing you of stealing cough sweets. I haven't, I haven't stolen anything, I don't, I'm not in the, I'm not, I, I've never stolen a thing. The only thing I buy in, um, in the chemist is, um, uh, the medicine for my husband. Yes, and that's that's a legitimate purchase, yes. of course. That's acceptable. Purchase. Yes, uh, Benelin. Yes. What what I need you to do, uh, Sheila, if you could for me, yes. uh, is just to to prove that you haven't been eating any cough sweets. Well, uh, I've got lockets, but I haven't bought them lockets. In the chemist. No, you haven't bought them in the chemist, have you? No, lockets. The lockets that I bought today. <coughs> um, now, what shop did I buy them in? I either bought them in one stop. The one stop again is a recurring theme in your life, isn't it, Sheila? <laughs> um, well, let me think. Uh, oh, no, I've, 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 in the chemist, I've, I've bought the, the, uh, the Benelin and my husband's prescription. Sheila, would you be prepared now for me to swear on oath yes. that you have it? I mean, we could come down, we could take you into the station, we could fingerprint you, we could question you, we could put you in the cells. W what we could do is, is, is sort this out this way. If you could swear on oath for yes. me now over the telephone, you haven't stolen those cough sweets, that would yes. be fine. Yes, I swear on oath I haven't stolen You need, if you could repeat after me, please. Yes. Uh, this is Sheila in the Cockfosters. Come on, Sheila! Yes, sir! We love it! Oh, it, it, it! Ian, you're fantastic! Here we go. Ian, you're fantastic. Hasn't your voice changed since 2006? In what respect? Well, it's 13 years ago, of course. You seem to... Your balls have dropped. <laughs> you were very like that. Well, now, what do you mean? What am I now? A bit more... Now I'm very well spoken. A bit more mellow. Just the smoking and the whiskey. Gosh. Um, she, and, and it, that's, listeners saying I'm brilliant. My listeners need to listen to that and go, yeah. What you, happened to Sheila? Um, Banged up for nicking lockets. <laughs> she came to one of the live shows I did about five years ago. Mm. She rocked up and, um, was very nice and then got a little bit critical on Facebook, so I blocked her. Oh, oh three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Steve, stay there. You're next. This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. I did really block, um... Sheila on Facebook, so she came to one of the shows I did in North London years ago, five years ago, and uh, it was really nice. Thank you everyone who sent that, including her daughter Michelle, who just sent it, just emailed it to me as well. Um, and uh, I don't, uh, 13 years ago, man, 13 years ago, how is time, how is it, I know it's a real cliche, it's like an old fart thing to say, but how is it going so quickly? Then I've just seen a picture of, we don't talk about the B word, right, so we won't. But I've just seen a picture, the first time I, th I think, first time certainly I'm aware of having seen a picture of Dominic Cummings. 
he's the same age as me, and he looks absolutely ancient. So do I look absolutely ancient? No. It's evil that will do that. <laughs> hey, Steve. Uh, <coughs> hey, Ian. Hello, um, Steve. The last time I possibly spoke to you was about ten years ago. Yes. On Absolute Radio. Okay. Yeah. I gave you a little conundrum about Pinocchio. Don't know if that rings a bell. No. Um, what happens if Pinocchio says my nose is about to grow? I don't remember you saying that. Well, um, oh, I see. If it, my nose is about to grow, it only grows when he lies. Well, that's not a lie. That's um, getting that's the, get, making an incorrect prediction. That's not the same as a lie. All right. Well, you, you found it better ten years ago. How did I? What did I say? Ten, ten years ago? Bloody hell! What did I? I what did I say? Ten years ago? Um, I think you said like that's brilliant, Steve. Like. Well, I'm a, I'm a man now. I was a boy then, Steve. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a man. Yeah, I stick up for myself. I was going to... Because I know, um, I suppose on a more serious note, you've um, had your experience of grief over the years. Yes. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my mum five months ago. Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. No, thank you. And I'm worried at the moment. I don't... I don't feel sad enough, or I don't feel as sad as I should do, if that makes sense. What, what, how sad do you think you should feel? I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just, have I not, um dealt with it properly yet? I don't know. Probably not. But, yeah. but is yeah. that about, is that, again, is, that's not, hey listen, right, grief affects everybody in, in, in so many different ways. And your body and your brain and your spirit and your soul are doing exactly what you, what they need to do to get you through this. Now some people will, you know, just cry for six months and then they come out and they feel better. Some people will get angry. Some people will go and drink a lot. Some people will shag a lot. Some people will quit their job and travel around the world. Some people will work harder. Some, so many different ways. And your body, let's call it, is, um, I don't know, sound, what, you shut, it sounds like you've numbed a little bit. Does that sound about right? Maybe. I mean, I have, I've got a, um, 14 month old baby too. What was she? I'm trying to do my left now, but if she was like six, seven months when mum, mum passed, but I guess. Yeah. Not the distraction, that sounds like this cheeky things though, but do, do you know what I mean? Like, I guess all my efforts have gone into that. You've been a dad. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. You've been a dad. But, um, and also, it possibly, because she died, it was pancreatic cancer she had. Yeah. So I don't know if, well, between... It's pretty, got, it's pretty quick, isn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. six months, I think. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. But I don't know, maybe if I, some of the grief was in that six months, you know, like before she went, if some of the Here's the thing, here's the thing, Steve. There is no right or wrong way to grieve. Everybody does it differently and a lot of, most people will do it differently for different people. I know you think, there's mum and I should be crying and maybe you're beating yourself up for not crying and thinking that makes you, I don't know, a crappy son or something like that. It doesn't. It doesn't. It makes you a human being. Everybody responds differently. My prediction, at some point in the next 
three, five, ten years, you're going to watch a film, or you're going to watch an advert, or you're going to see your little girl singing in a school play, or you're going to watch a duck and its babies. You're going to see something, and you're just going to burst into tears. It's my prediction. It may not be like that. You're just going to burst into tears, and you're going to sob uncontrollably, and you think, well, why the hell am I crying at a duck and its babies? And then later that night, you'll go, oh, I think I was crying for mum at last. It, that's my prediction. It might not work out like that. You might never have the crying thing. I suspect you mm. will, but you might not. But that's not bad. This, well, I mean, <laughs> there, there were, I don't, have you seen Mamma Mia 2? <laughs> Here we yeah. go. No, I haven't, but go on. Well, uh, I don't know how long after, maybe a month or so after, but the, I, I don't want to spoil it. You can, I think I you can spoil, I, I, listen, I okay. think most people have, who have gone to watch Mamma Mia 2 have seen it, I'm not, I've not seen it, I ain't gonna see it, go on. It, it, it happened, the plot of the story is her mum has died, but obviously it's a happy musical, but at yeah. the end her mum comes back to life, the ghostly, Yeah. she's with her in the church when she gets married, and obviously that was about a month after, yeah, so that did get me, to be fair, like it wasn't uncontrolled or anything like that, I just thought, God blimey. You know, I'm crying over bloody mamma mia. <laughs> but yeah, no, apart from that, I don't know, because we've got a picture of her up in the front room. And so, you know, I sort of think about her every day and when I, you know, thought we'd just start walking and stuff like that. And I think, oh, it'd be brilliant if, you know, my mum could see this. But I don't know, it's, it, it, without the sadness to it, you know, obviously that isn't a bad thing, I guess, but, um, I don't know, so I suppose she's trying to deal with my own head is, do I need, is, is it something I still haven't worked through in my head yet, or, you're, you're, yeah, you're I working, know. You're working through it in, in your way, this, this is it, this is the process, yeah. you're going through the process, it's not necessarily that you've shut down or anything is blocked, this is it, you are living the process. My suggestion, can I, can I, am I allowed to give out prescriptions? I think I am allowed to give prescriptions on this, and Catherine, I'm going to need some help on this, right? If Mamma Mia, made, Mamma Mia 2, excuse me, made you cry, and good for you, right? Doesn't matter, doesn't matter what, I've, I've cried at some of the worst films ever. Great, right? Can I make a, a suggestion, a prescription, that you watch, you have like a weekend where, I don't know if you do it with your partner or if you do it on your own, you watch two or three films that are about mothers and sons or mum's dying. I know it sounds grim. Now, I, off the top, the first film, and it isn't specifically about that. The first film that springs, and these are going to be cheesy, all right? Mm -hmm. But you said Mamma Mia too. First yeah, one that I'll springs to mind that isn't specifically about that, but it's this kind of vibe you want is Beaches. Oh, I was going to say Beaches. Beaches. Have you ever seen Beaches, Steve? A long time ago, oh, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm recommending you go, not Blockbusters, go on Amazon. <laughs> I bet you can get Beaches for a quid. What else would there be that, you really want to stimulate steel magnolias? I've not seen that. Was is that is that was yeah, that or that? That's a killer. Beaches, steel magnolias. Mm. Hang on, let me think. Someone listening will know. Someone listening will tweet us a, a a good film. And here's the thing, right? Worst comes to the worst, Steve. You watch three really cheesy but actually very very good films, and you have a nice weekend, you know. Mm. Um, but if, if Mamma Mia 2 worked for you, 
they may, maybe you don't have to do it a weekend, you do it, you know, one a week, one a, one a month, whatever. Or you do one and go, Alice isn't working and you leave the others till later. But if Mamma Mia 2 can press, can get in there and just press that button, um, then, well then Beaches is definitely going to do it, man. You can't watch Beaches without a dry eye, jeez. Oh yeah. Then maybe they might do something. Does that? Sound like something that might work for you, Steve, or does it sound like utter bullshine? And I don't mind if it does sound like bullshine. <laughs> no, I don't mind, because I'm, I'm a, a bit of a film butter, but yeah, no, it's not a bad shout, I'm sure, you know, if I put together a little... A little, little really sad yeah. playlist, or maybe, or maybe like the, um, someone is suggesting the Notebook. I don't know. I've never seen the that. Notebook. Um, maybe Mum had a favourite, slightly schmaltzy film that you that you associate with her. That maybe you watched with her. Do you know what I mean? Just something. It's like doing a little spell, a little incantation. It's just doing something that just brings her into the living room with you. Mm. Yeah, it's not a bad. It's, it's not a bad shout. Give it oh. a go, but don't feel bad for not crying, because there's no, there is no right or wrong way of doing this. Everyone does it their own way at their own time. I also think um, cancer deaths and very um, rapid declines. It's so shocking that I think it takes you a while. I think it, I think you are in shock for a while. Because six months is no time at all, is it? You're barely getting your head around it. And, and from my experience, you go from appointment to appointment and you're still thinking, well, we don't really know what we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, my dad, uh, my dad was, was uh, pancreatic cancer. Um, we thought we had age, we thought we had a year. Yeah, yeah. For some reason he got a year in his head. And, and when I spoke to his, his wife, she said, no, why did he say that? It was three months. It was always three months. And it just, Boom. Yeah. It went, it went from him telling us to him being really ill to him being dead. The last time I saw my mother-in-law standing up, she was leaving our house, having come round victoriously to tell us that her cancer had shrunk by 60%. Hey. She thought she was winning. Mm. It sucks. Do you know what man. I mean? It's just crappy, isn't it? And you see that decline so quick. Steve, keep listening, because people on Twitter, uh, as much as Twitter is a cesspit, we've got some good people uh, following me and Catherine on Twitter, and twi people are going to start suggesting films the, the thing is mm. if we're suggesting old films they're going to be a quid two quid on Amazon yeah, yeah, yeah. give it a go man uh, oh there we go someone there we go there we go Colette says a more modern one uh, Marley and Me that's um, Owen Wilson and the dog I haven't seen them it's about a family and their dog funny and sad yeah I can't watch films where dogs die no I don't <laughs> does the dog die in Marley and Me yeah okay yeah. don't watch that famously so <laughs> why can't you watch films where dog, dogs die oh no I can't that's not my oh, hang on that. then. That might be your kryptonite. Well, this is what I'm saying. What? What? This is what I want to know. What? Why? I'm, I'm, you don't have to answer if you don't want. But can I ask why? I just love dogs. <laughs> you just love dogs. Yeah. That's only yeah. But yeah, I can't watch. Well, obviously I can. You know that because I had this conversation with my youngest, who's getting really into. Um, protecting animals. When he sees the cats out with a with a mouse, he'll go and chase the cats away. And he's been asking. We've been watching a lot of shark films, <laughs> and um, there was one bit in in the Meg where it looks like, uh, um, or was it Sharknado, where it looks like the dog is going to get eaten. And he said, "I can't watch this." And, and he asked no, yeah, a lot of questions. The Meg, that was, yeah. the Meg right? Okay, he knows. And there's a lot. Of, you turned it off. There's a lot right? of <laughs> the, the dog survives. There's a lot of questions about how the sharks are treated in these films and all of this. And, and um, I've had to do a lot of explaining to him. They don't hurt animals in films. They do, they do not do it. Um, so you know that in Marley and Me, the dog doesn't really die. 
Mm, all that happens is he's, 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 he's yeah. trained to lie down, and at the end it goes, cut! You go, come on then, boy! And he gets up and he gets rewarded really, really well for doing it. Mm. Can I make a suggestion, Steve? Yeah, of course you can. Watch Marley and Me. Mm. It's not a very good film, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. There's that. There's that. Have a this, think. Go on. I was just saying, just, just for a big guy, do you, do you, or, and Catherine, do you believe in afterlife spirit, anything like that? Um, I, I don't. No. No. Uh, no, I don't. Do you, but I was just going to say, so, when my mum passed, me and my wife, we went, we had afternoon tea booked at the Ritz, like, three weeks later, I think, something yeah. like that. So we was, I mean, in Ireland, we had to go, but we did, we went, we did go, um, and there was a pianist there doing... There was know, a what? Grow up. A pianist. I'm so sorry, <laughs> it's not a great line. Sorry, Steve. Uh, a piano yeah. player. Yes. Yes, right, okay. Um, <laughs> so I went, it, it was very, very good, apparently it's been a few years, but, so I went to the toilet. Our first dance at our wedding was, um, Something by the Beatles, the uh, song Something by the yeah, Beatles. Yeah. Which song was it? <laughs> something by the Beatles. But what was it called? Yeah, no, that's what. Yeah. So Steve, oh Steve, Steve's getting annoyed with me. <laughs> Come, let me tell the story, mate. This is emotional. I'm sorry, Steve. Go on. <laughs> um. So when I come out of the toilet, I thought, shall I? I've never done it before, but I, I thought, shall I go and make a request? Shall I say to the to the piano player, um, do you know something? The song "Something by the Beatles," <laughs> but. I, Stood there for what enough? Um, no, so I just went back down and sat down. He finished his song, yeah, and yeah. what do you reckon the next? Was it "Twist and Shout" by the Beatles? Yes, yes, it was. No, no. Was it something? You know, the song something. Like not only was it a Beatles song, yeah, but it was. Do you know what? It was like what I found, and obviously at the time I was probably a mix of emotions. But yeah. I thought the chart, the chances of that. And that's the only time I thought, yeah. I don't know, maybe... Take it, take it, take it. Yeah, yeah, take it. Have it, I Take it, take it as a, as a symbol for my... I, I don't believe in the afterlife. I believe my dad is with me whenever I want him to be, and I talk to him. I still talk to yeah, him from time to time. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's part of me, he's part of the universe, all of that stuff. But, um, take it. Take that something then, take it. You, you know, if, if you see stuff and, and it works as magic for you, take it. Mm. Take it. Steve, let us know how it goes, mate, and, um... I think you've given, well, you've certainly given me a lot to think about, and I, I bet a, a lot of the listeners are, 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 are thinking as well. So thank you for that, mate. I really appreciate it. No, no, thank you. Cheers. Thank you, man. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Uh, we're really late for the news, but it was a really interesting and powerful call. We'll talk a bit more about it afterwards. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, be very very welcome. We don't do Brexit, but we do do drugs. Good evening, Andre. No, thank you. I don't take them. How you doing? Drunks, I said. <laughs> no, I don't drink. No, of course oh, not. Oh, okay. Sorry, buddy. No, no, thank you. How you doing, anyway? Very, very well, thank you, my young friend. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I, mean, I, I only heard a snippet of the last conversation saying about someone crying or a little bit of tears and that. Yeah, I, it's I a little bit. We were talking about a little bit of tears and that. It was said. But... <laughs> I cried the other day. Was, what was, the, was the, the bar shut? There's two items on my agenda tonight. I thought I thought I hastened to add. <laughs> the first one, I saw that. Listen, you got to listen. Unfortunately, I am listening. I was standing at a distance at a pub, and I was looking over, and someone was down in about four pints. Yeah. And I went the other, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I thought, blimey, I wish I could do that, but I don't drink. You see. So I, I can't do that, and I haven't done for many years. At a certain time, yes, possibly, maybe I would have. And then, oh, also in that conversation, I heard you say you prescribe things. What? Well, could you prescribe a couple of lagers? I, I have no idea what you're what? talking about. Well, prescribe a couple of lagers to me just in case I like it. Well, but you sound like. Listen, can we can we talk seriously? Yeah, I am. Turn your radio off. What radio on? Oh, yeah, I, uh, I'll turn it down, yeah. No, no, turn it off. What, what's off? Yeah, go on. Go on, talk to me seriously about drinking. No, I, I've drunk in the past. I think every, probably everyone has. But, um, didn't touch it now. Didn't touch it. But I don't, I don't, I don't believe you. Well... I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. It's me, isn't it? Sober is a judge as well. But, yeah, but that's like saying you could accuse or surmise anything about anyone, but whether you know or not. Well, but when, there's, when there not. is... Right. When there is mm-hmm. what appears to be, and I say I'm using the word appears deliberately, when yeah. there is what appears to be evidence that you have drunk, mm-hmm. Then that kind of that—that's not just like randomly saying to someone, "Oh, you've done them." When did you last murder someone? But if I were to say that to someone whose hands were covered in blood, then it, there, yeah. there's more reason to say it. Do you know what I mean? And here's the yeah. thing, Andre. Can I say this? Can I? Can, we've known each other for a long time. Can yeah. we talk freely yeah, and, and yeah. walk away from this conversation at the end after shaking hands? Yeah. Okay. Talk slowly. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. You've, your speech is very slurred. No, I haven't drunk at all. No, 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 I'm, okay, I'm not saying you've drunk now. I'm, I'm saying your speech is very slurred. And there could be lots of reasons. I might have been up all day, no, I might have just done a 24 hour shift. You might have just done a 24 hour shift. You might have, have a brain tumour. You might have MS. You might have all kinds of things. Anyway, have you got any of, have you been up 24, done, done a 24 hour shift? <coughs> no, about 12 hours actually. Yeah. Have you got MS or a brain tumour? No. So, but on the other hand, have you ever, you mentioned drugs, have you ever took drugs? Yeah, taken loads of them. Oh dear. Well, <laughs> oh dear, exactly. Bad. It's my thought. But oh dear. I haven't said that. If I'd have been, that's quite bad. But we'll shake hands and just say cheerio, yeah? Oh, uh, uh, is that, that, are you telling me that conversation's over? 
No, that's what you said. You said we were just out of chat. Yeah, when well, the conversation was over. But if but if you were telling me the conversation's over, then it's over. What more do I talk about? Well, is your radio still on, Andre? Is yeah, it's got poltergeist in it. Okay, turn it off. Right, right got it. Finding it really interesting how uncomfortable you're getting. No, oh no, drugs are just, no, it's bad. So have you taken drugs then? No, don't do that. Then why is your speech, why, because I like you Andre, I like you a lot, I think your calls, um, when they're at their best, I think they're funny, sometimes actually very heartfelt when you sing a, you sing a good song, uh, and I've enjoyed meeting you in the past. So why, what is your explanation then for your slurred speech? I don't know, I've been out of slurs. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, you're always high. High speech. High? Like, like... High speech. High speech. I don't know if it's high or just high... high. Yeah, you know, I don't uh, know what, what that is. No, I don't know, but um, I, I... What do you mean high? Like high-pitched or like high drug high? Well, no, not, I wouldn't say drugs, just like happy feeling, man. That's how you are, I don't know. Happy? Yeah. Oh, I'm very happy at them. I'm, I'm having the best, the best, I'm living my best life right this very second. I'm very happy. Well, keep it up. That's good. That's nice That's to it. Hear, yeah? But I want, I worry about you. And if you don't think your voice is slurred and you're yeah. telling me, I have no reason to doubt you, you're telling me it's not coming from, hand on heart, Andre, look me in the eye. Yeah. Hand on yeah. heart. Yeah. Swear on your mother's life. Swear on your mother's life. Yeah. When did you last have an alcoholic drink? Uh, I might have had a shandy about a month ago. A a month ago. Shandy. Shandy. Right. Okay. Well, this is progress. We've gone from nothing for ages to a shandy maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. A third lager and two thirds lemonade. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. and what d- about as far as you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, if you were swearing on your mother's life... Then when I, was the last time you took anything or drank anything you shouldn't have? It was... I can tell you exactly. It mm. was... 17 months and two weeks ago. What 17 months and... Um, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 17 days off of being 18 months clean. Oh, that's good. It's great. Yeah, that's it's good. Great. Yeah. There's a lot of it going about. There's a lot of it going around. That's good news, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I'll be able to go, but if, when the next caller comes in, see if they believe me or you, yeah? Well, hang on a minute. Well, but that's not, well, no, that's not fair on the caller. Yeah, that's not fair on the caller, I don't think. It's completely fair. All right. Catherine? Yes? Do you believe that Andre hasn't had a, d- a drink? In two weeks? Um, no. No. You don't believe I, that? I believe that, well, from what I can ascertain, I don't know you, so I don't know how long you, you talk in this manner, but to me it sounds very, very slurred. You sound like you've had a couple yourself, actually. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink, I'm not allowed to. That's what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, nice to talk to you. All, All right, right, Andre. Thank you, mate. Take care. 
<laughs> Thank you, Catherine. Sorry, I hope that didn't put you in an awkward position. I, I saw it was no. you next, and I thought that you would be okay with that. And yeah. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't with with many people, but I thought that you'd be okay. Yeah. With uh, that. I hope you didn't feel pressured or anything. Also, no, 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 not at all. Also, what he just said to you was classic deflection. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, know. I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating and sad, and. It's not my job to pry too much, but I think it is my job to pry a little bit, actually. I think it is. Well, if somebody puts themselves in an open situation, yeah. then it is fair game. Yeah, it is. You know, so How are you doing, Catherine? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not too bad, actually. Excellent. What have you um, got for us on this... Ch- is, oh, it's Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, isn't it? Yeah, nothing very exciting. Um, but coming in as your spooky correspondent... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, Hang no. on a second. We don't... Uh, that's, not, that's not how we do things here. <laughs> no. Now it's time for a spooky correspondent update with our spooky correspondent... Catherine. That's... <laughs> Catherine. Go into it cold, guys. There are there are protocol. Wait some measures here. Wait some measures. Yes, Catherine. Um, right. Okay. Um, first and foremost, we had a. I don't know if you remember. We had a conversation on air with a lady called Susan um, from Chelmsford, and she was looking for somebody to give a talk to her her close. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Spooky news. Yeah. So she um, basically had it arranged for the 31st of October. Um, Halloween. Mm-hmm. But crazy. she's actually, um, we've spoken tonight and she's unable to keep that date. Oh, why? Um, apparently her sister is having her 50th wedding anniversary. She didn't know about it? No. This sounds like bullshine. <laughs> apparently not, um, but... She can't miss that, and I said to her, look, that's selfish. fine, don't worry. Yeah. And she wants to do it sometime early next year. Oh, I, okay, that sounds <laughs> to me like the classic fob-off. So I said to her, that's fine, and then she said to me, if you're speaking to talk radio, could you just let them know that it's all off? Yeah. Um, but I wasn't aware she'd actually broken it as a, a you know a date or oh, an event wow this is but nice. anyway i thought i'm gonna phone up tonight and let you know thank you very much well catherine let's cancel the cancel the tickets oh, we man. cancel the, the, the night <laughs> off we will not be going you will not be going oh, right. sounds like a classic fob off <clears throat> i've had those uh yeah a bit busy tell you what new in the new year first half in the first half of uh-huh. 2020, I'll give you a shout. We'll give you a shout. Then next time you phone her up, oh no, she no live here no more. <laughs> That's what you're gonna get. It's awful. Yeah. And secondly, the guy that um, phoned in and he was talking about his uh, mum. Yes. Thing. It's a difficult thing and it's difficult to watch. But your advice was very good, and also if it helps him to keep a journal, yep. just for himself. Or he can write his mum a letter, seal yeah, um, it. Don't don't do anything with it. If he wants to post it, then he can go somewhere that was special to him and his mum, and he can just 
set fire to it. Yeah. Or yeah, read it out very, loud. Uh, read it out loud, burn yeah. it, and then blow the ashes away. That's it. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. But um, it is difficult. But if he if he can get a film called My Life with Michael Keaton and oh. Nicole Kidman. Oh. oh, I think I remember that. That sounds good, yeah. That's, you know, the father is basically dying of cancer. Yeah, yeah. And he makes a video for his little unborn as yet son. But it's a hard film to watch, but it is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I remember that's a, that. That's an excellent suggestion, and thank you for um, uh, for your call. It's appreciated. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I left job in medicine to become a porn star. Um, is one of the stories. Oh, right, okay. not, sorry, it wasn't a confession from me. And we've got chat. It's fate. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. And the switchboard is empty. It's all right. If you want to join us, you can. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, the book is doing very well. Very, very well. Um, the is, 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 what's it called? Here it goes now. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The late night alternative transcripts uh, with all profits. I think it's twelve ninety nine and five pounds ninety eight of that is profit. All profits going to the Samaritans. We've sold two hundred and forty five copies. That's one thousand four hundred and forty nine pounds fifty six. Uh, what we'll do is we'll take this to the end of September. And I think whatever we've got at the end of September, we'll give it to the Samaritans, kind of reset the clock a little bit. Um, and when, um, we'll kind of give you an update at the end of every month. And well, you know, this will be the month where it makes loads of money, 1500 quid nearly. We might get up to two grand. You never know. And then at the end of each month, we'll just give you a little update of how much we're sending, uh, that month. So that sounds fair enough, doesn't it? I think that kind of, uh, kind of works. But f- nearly 1500 quid for the Samaritans. Well done, everybody. That is, um, something very, very impressive. Um, Sylvia Sage, S-A-I-G-E, if you're looking, as I just did, be careful, NSFW. She's the real deal. Worked hard at school. Went to university and landed herself a top medicine job working in radiology. Despite spending her days helping people and making them feel at ease, she knew she wasn't happy and it time for a change. Oh, it time. It's idiots. I wrote an article, a 500 word article today for Retro Gamer about playing Tetris for the first time. Did you write it good game? <laughs> I wrote it on my phone because my la- I, I sat down, I had a few hours, I was in London, and, I was, and my lappy battery was dead. I was like, oh, no. There were no chargers. I went to sit outside, there were no chargers. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to sit here for a couple of hours. I thought, oh, no, I'll do it on my phone. I wrote it on my phone, and I read it back, and it better English than this. <laughs> and this is online paper. This, is, this online paper. Wow. She knew that she wasn't happy, and it time for change. She moved to L.A. to pursue her passion for stand-up comedy. Stay there, Dan. Stay there, Mark. But after a few months, she made another huge move that would change her life forever. Signing up to become an adult film star. Mm. The 35-year-old loves her job and can make more than £1,000 for just a few hours' work. 
but the impact it has had on her parents still really upsets her. Speaking to Mirror online, she said, The hardest part is knowing that my family are dealing with my career as much as I am. I want my parents to be just as proud of me as they were when I was working in medicine. That ain't going to happen. I never wanted my parents to feel like failures. I have a college degree. I had plenty of options, but I chose sex. That bothered a lot of people, including my family. I would love for my family to be proud of me and introduce me as their daughter who works in sex, uh. rather than having to go to family reunions and pretend I'm someone else. I'm proud of what I do. At first, her parents were extremely against her decision, but Sylvia says they are now slightly more accepting. My father is more understanding than my mother. My mother has religion. Obviously, he says that as his daughter, he wishes I wasn't doing it. He understands that I'm safe, happy, and making good decisions for myself. We don't talk about the details. Well, I've just looked at your Twitter feed. The details are there um, for everybody to see. And for, for the clip, one clip I watched, for another young lady to see into and then open very intimately. Talking about her vagina. It's nice knowing that there is nothing anyone has on me because I've put it all out there. That I like. That I like. Uh, Sylvia's work in the adult industry has opened lots of other doors for her, including back doors. Bedroom doors. And she now also hosts her own show and co-hosts a sex podcast. Oh. She desperately wants to help get rid of the negative connotations around sex and the adult film industry. She said, I made it my mission to start talking about sex. We put so much shame around it. So I've just been talking sex with everybody. Everybody. Sylvia has been working in the adult movie industry for five years and says it is now just completely normal to her. She does between three and five shoots a week and can earn about a thousand pounds a time. Um, a shoot can take anywhere between two and six hours. Um, for, Sylvia will have to be on set for 8 a.m. First job is to sign all the paperwork confirming she hasn't drunk alcohol or taken drugs. Time for hair and makeup, which takes about an hour and a half. Gosh. Um... She then does a photo shoot known as the Pretty Girl Photos before... But when are you going on? Are you going to go on a porn shoot with those... Well, that was the idea. I'll send them another message. Send them a message. But they have to do it twice. Sorry? They have to do it twice. Once for photos and then once for the film. Ah, okay. Well, this is... Okay, well, this they say she does an individual individual photo shoot known as the Pretty Girl Photos before being introduced to their partner for the first time. Then it's, it's then time for more photos, this time together acting out each of the sexual positions they'll be in during the film. Yeah, for your thumbnails. Why can't you do take pictures from the screenshots? They want to make them absolutely. I was going to say bang on, but you know what I mean. Um, bang on. Uh, uh, um, I mean, she's a very attractive young woman. If, if she's happy doing it, that's fine, isn't it? You're not sure. I say oh, that, I'm very... You're a mum of two daughters, yeah, so exactly. it's slightly different for I th- you. I can't say that I wouldn't be concerned for my daughters. And that's the end of that story. I can't say I wouldn't be concerned. I oh, I would be, yes. But you'd be concerned if it were your daughters. Yes. Yeah. Is it possible to separate that thought and speak specifically about her? Grown women have the are entitled to do with their bodies exactly as they please. Um, and as long as they're not hurting anybody. Are you getting a bit of cognitive dissonance, thinking, yeah, it's okay if she does this, it's fine, but if she were my daughter, I would be unhappy with her doing it? I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I'd be unhappy with it, I'd be worried about her. Yeah. But I would, I... I'd be unhappy if my boys 
I know, again, it's different for men and women, so I know it's, it's coming at this from a slightly different thing. I would be unhappy if my children yeah. did this. I, I, and I've watched especially, porn, but I, I would be unhappy. Especially at the moment. From what I know from listening to John Ronson's podcasts and from speaking to people who um, are in the industry, it is an industry at the moment where people are chewed up and spat out mm. more frequently than they become stars. Mm. You know, your Jenna Jamesons are few and far between, and there are a lot of girls heading to the valley at the moment, and they get used for a matter of months, and then they're not used anymore. So, you mm. know, it's work, mm. but it's um, it's a cutthroat business. But she's worked for five years. She's obviously doing something right. She must be exhausted, though. Three shoots a week. Flipping heck. I, c- I can barely one shoot a month these days. <laughs> yes. Terrible behaviour. Let's do a couple of these, then we'll do, um, uh, chat, it's fate. Chat, it's fate. I can't remember what it's called. Evening, Dan. Good evening. Good evening, Dan. What have you got for us? Good evening, Catholic. Um, I, well, I'm a first-time caller. Are you on speakerphone? I am not on speakerphone. Are you on a headset? Are you on a I'm not. I'm on my mobile. Do I sound useful? You sound like awful. you're talking down a tube. He does sound like he's got a toilet roll. <laughs> go on, if really? I'll take your word for it then. Go on. Well, I don't want to ruin your radio show. With a crap no, don't line. worry. Cast on that already, so we're fine. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> go on, Dan. Well, no, you I just had a little bit of what I found it an amusing story. So yeah. I think the listeners might as well. Just about a guy I work Well, I don't work with him anymore because it actually got in the sack. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, but no, it's just the guy, I, I can't be knowing that well, you know, he worked together a little while, he's a contractor here, but, um, he was in the tea room, I was thinking, got like tea locker rooms, and, um, he was down there in his break time, um, and he broke like a little plastic bracket, I'm not sure what it was off of. But, um, somehow he's got himself in a position where he's trying to open a tube of super glue, and the super glue is one of them little metal, sort of, you know, the ones, the small little metal tubes. Yeah, a tube of super glue, yeah. Exactly. Well, some kind of little plastic bag, anyway. A little metal tube of super glue, which yes. is quite an old one, and he's ended up cracking the tube, the metal tube. Oh, so easily done. Still, it's still all over his hand. Yeah. Right. And without thinking, he's grabbed a kettle, which was nearby, <laughs> that's only just recently been boiled, poured it all over the hand with the super glue on it. Um, and, well, he's put it on the both hands, but he's poured it all over his hands and washed the super glue off stupidly, and then realised ten seconds later that he can't actually put the kettle down either. <gasps> no, this is—he's not this, stuck to the boiling hot kettle. He's got first-degree burns on one hand with a freshly um, boiled kettle, yes. and a kettle stuck to the other hand. So he had to be driven up to A and E with burns and a super glue hand, and a kettle stuck to the other one. It was brilliant. We all laughed hysterically for ages. But, uh, but hang on. So right. So all right. So he's he's okay. He's got he's got third degree burns. It's obviously a very traumatic event. He's he's got a kettle. He's going to be kettle hands. Edward kettle hands for the rest <laughs> of his life. That's fine. But he got the sack just for being an idiot. Well, yeah. It, it, to be fair, he he was a um, like a temporary contractor type guy. So I don't think he really had a contract. A, 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 a full-time contract here right. anyway, so yeah. whether, it, whether he was only on a month's contract or a three-month contract, I'm not quite sure, but he didn't get renewed, and he's not come back. Dan, <laughs> first-time call, that's a great call, I'll have that, I'll have that, thank you very much indeed, you super glue used to be terrified of as a kid, mm. and then I used it as an adult, and it's like, uh, I've stuck my fingers, I've deliberately tried to stick my fingers together I've to see, my, uh, thank I've, you for that, Dan. I, I've stuck my fingers together, I've stuck my... But deep. I did it for a laugh. All right. I dropped some on my jeans once and it just stuck through my leg, through my jeans to my leg. That was, 
bad. Mm. It was always like you'd always see an image when, in, as a kid of a kid who superglued his eye together. <laughs> That's an idiot. You think you're idiot? What are you looking at glue that closely for? Mind you, do you watch um, what's it called? Mm. Police Five. Operation Ouch. My no. kids watch Operation Ouch no. with the two the twin doctors. Have you seen those guys? No, I haven't. Uh, Van Tulliken or something. Their what? name are the name. Their surname their is. Their name yeah. are. Their name are. You're writing these online articles. Their name be. Is it? Their name be Van Tulliken. Anyways, the kids uh, they have on every single episode. There's a story of someone who's ended up in A and E for having something shoved up their nose. Generally up their noses. Okay, could be worse then. Yeah, I mean it's it's the kids version. I think the late night version is something else. Yeah. Anyway, me and the kids watching. It's like watching the beginning of Casualty. It's like. So Sarah is uh, watching television with her brother and she's eating raisins and she was throwing them up in the air and catching them with her mouth and we were all, we were all like, no, she wasn't, she was picking her nose. Every single time the thing ends up up their noses. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty. I hate kids. Kids. Kids and Ian Duncan Smith are disgusting. <laughs> Let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Hello, Ian. Hello, Kath. Hi, Mark. Um, Ian, I've got a film for, for that fella to watch. Oh, go on. Uh, I think it was called something like Fried Green Tomatoes at the Wheel Stop Cafe or something. Yes. Years ago. Yes, Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Now, That's the one, you, yeah, yeah. Now, is Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts in again? That? Yes. I love Julia Roberts. Yeah, and Happy Bakes, I think, is in it as well. Uh, Patty from Jakes. What I, I mean, it was years ago. Patty it, Jakes. Kathy no, no, no. Kathy Bates. Bates. I think it's Kathy Jakes. Am, am I right <laughs> in thinking that Janine Garofalo's in it as well? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you could be right, Catherine. Yeah, but I remember bawling my eyes out and I was, you know, I was. Uh, um, that film sort of stayed with me, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have not seen that, but I've, I've got, I love, I, I, I love a film that's supposed to make me cry like that. Beautiful, beautiful. I've, I've got another quick idea for you, Ian. If yes. you put, if you put an ad in a couple of newspapers and that, a couple of billboards, and and put um, guaranteed no Brexit talk, I reckon you'd get a million, a million listeners overnight. Oh, and uh, this guy's obviously researched these numbers. He knows what he's doing. Yes. His, yeah. I I agree. I think this, you know, I, I do think this should be our unique selling point. So I would call it the late night alternative. And unfortunately, three days over the past week. Our boss blinked, and I know why he felt he had to. Yes, I, dis yes. I disagree, but I wasn't I wasn't disagreeing enough that I was going to argue with him. I went, well, okay, if that's what you want to do, but, but I, I, he knows. I, I thought it was it was a, a, a wrong call to make, but yeah, a couple of billboards that'd be nice. A couple of billboards would be nice, Rube. Come on, mate, pull your <laughs> finger out. Ain't never going to happen, is it? That's the thing. But Mark, thank you. I appreciate that, and I think you're right. Twenty one hours is enough. That's twenty one hours on this station. Every other station is done 24 hours. You yeah. might, you, you've got a like hundred hours a day of Brexit, of Brexit, and it's what? What is there to say? What is there to say? Hedy says, use margarine to remove superglue. It was discovered by a doctor in Bradford when a child gl glued their mouth shut. Oh, margarine. Tempted. I'm so tempted. Unfortunately, I'm a butter person, so I'm so tempted. Now I'm I'm at home. Gave myself motion sickness the other night playing um, VR, but I'm there on my own, just feeling sick. But because I live on my own now, this is the kind of stuff I I do because I get bored to so stop me, you know, f falling back down bad ways. I'd be sat there going. That, that thing about margarine and superglue, oh, I've got some superglue somewhere, and I'll do it, and I'll like stick my fingers together, and I go, oh shit, I've got no margarine, <laughs> and I'll have to drive down to Tesco with my fingers stuck together. But I'm up for giving that. A go. Don't you do it at home? Oh, let me, let me be the do one. Scientific let me be the one. What is that song? Let me be the one. 
uh, uh, right, let me, it's not, uh, you're still the one by Shania Twain, that's out of the, let me, let me be the one, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, there's a song. There's a Carpenter song, let me be the one you that's run it. to. Exactly, that's what I was just singing, that's no, the song. No, it wasn't. That was the song. No, it may not have been the one I was um, singing, but it was the one I was thinking of, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very okay. much indeed. We'll take a quick break. 0344 499 1000. Then when we come back, we're going to get some really spooky stories and we're, we're going to scare you. This is Tool Radio. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. We just had a, a bit of a rush of calls, so we'll, we might do Chad's Fate tonight. We might do it tomorrow let's just see but we've got a couple of calls but also hannah is, is hannah is trolling me is she on twitter right i'm going to read the tweet she's just tweeted and you tell me if this is trolling right if you sit on newspaper it helps with motion sickness true no joke huh that's trolling right well New, you sit on newspaper, it helps with motion sickness? What? Yeah, that sounds like balls, doesn't it? I'm going to report that tweet. Do it. I'm reporting that as... Um, medical claims. M- yeah. False. You sit on newspaper. Hannah, just think about what you've typed to me. <laughs> Two minutes, one minute ago. Next thing you'll be saying, those little <laughs> um, plastic tails they used to put on the end of cars. <laughs> Work. Can anyone else back up this voodoo bullshine? Because they're supposed to be, if you put your feet in paper bags when you're flying, you don't get um, jet lag. Shut up. That's what. That's the thing. That was the thing. Put your feet in paper bags, you don't get jet lag. Right? And there are people that will swear by that. Yeah. Bullshine artists. Why is this with paper, then? Noisy, pa- noisy paper seems to be the key. Mm. Maybe these are ancient arts that we've lost touch with. Hannah, you're very, very close, very, very close to being reported to not just uh, Twitter, but also to the police. Authorities. And to Dr. Um, Dr. R- Ranj. I and love Dr. Ranj. Dr. Ranj and Dr. Raj. Mm-hmm. And uh, if there are any other doctors with the combination of those letters, you're getting reported to those because That sounds like absolute bullshine. Let's go to Matthew. Good evening, Matthew. Good evening. How are you? Very well, Matthew. What have you got for us tonight? Well, I'm just wondering if if uh, everyone thinks that the general public are idiots. Oh. I think a lot of them are, yeah. Do you? Yeah, I do, judging from the, some of the phone calls we get. Well, well, I can understand that. Um, but uh, I don't know, I can't despair. Uh, how thick the general public are? Well, not how thick the, how thick the people that... Um, think they know what the general public think. Do you know what the general, do you think you know what the general public think? What are you thinking? Are you thinking that you think you know what the general public are thinking? Because that's what I think you're thinking. Um, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But so what makes you, public. well then, so what, well, well, but you are your general public, you're not general general public, so what makes you think that what you think is what the general public thinks is, is what they're thinking? I actually think the, the general public think, uh, Oh. What disgrace some people, some people, how they act and how they um, represent themselves and how they 
come across to to not just um, people like yourself, but like people abroad and people. I think this everywhere. is what I think the general public think, right? When they're thinking, which isn't all the time, because not many of them can think. I think I, I, I agree with you. That, thank you. I, and I'm not general public, I'm a celebrity. Are we talking about the general public or the specific public? We're talking about general public going into specifics, but I'm a celebrity, so I'm above them all. Yeah. Okay, I'm better. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that. No, I'm I, saying, I, I am. Think you are, I think you are general public. No, 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 I'm not, I'm a celebrity. Whoa, buddy, I'm a celebrity, mate. Okay, well, well so you I, have an opinion though, don't you? I have a blue tick on Twitter. Have you got a blue tick on Twitter? Oh, I don't even know what Twitter is, mate. Well, well you do. <laughs> no, I don't generally well, don't. I, I have a blue I, tick I, on Twitter, Twitter and, and I've, I have been on television, so obviously that makes me <laughs> better than you. Oh, okay, alright, okay. Do you disagree? Um, I don't know, because I don't know you, mate. I don't know, I don't know what your opinions are. Well, it doesn't matter what my opinions are, the fact that I've been on television instantly makes me better than you, right? That's obvious. Well, I think, I think, I, I generally think you're wrong there, mate, but they, but... Well, hey, that, that's okay. No, it, well, well, you see, what, what I don't like is, like, people presume, yep. like, celebrities and all that presume, yep. um, that they know what, what, what people think. But we do. Uh, you, but you're thinking, you're just a nobody, right? And you think you know what people think. You don't know what people think. I know what you think. And what you're uh, thinking is wrong. And I know that uh, because I think better than you think because I'm a celebrity. Well, I think you're proving my point. Oh, I think your point has been proved by you. No, I think it is. Exactly. I think you're absolutely right, but... Thank you. But I'm right. You just said, you just said I'm right. You are, well... But, but cause obviously you're more intelligent than me because you've been on TV. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the general public should just button it for a bit. Uh, oh, well, exactly. That's why we broke battlement. I, I, I mean, because obviously that's a matter. I think the general public should button it. <laughs> the whole reason this country is falling apart is not because of celebrities and politicians. It's because of you, Matthew. Oh, well, it is because... We have a voice. No, 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 no. It's because of no, you. It's because of you specifically. You oh, ballsed. Oh, oh. You ballsed up Britain. You broke Britain, Matthew. Oh, oh, I did. And what are you going to do to fix it, mate? Have a referendum. You, you touch on my car, I smash in your face. <laughs> you break it, you pay for it. You broke Britain. You asked about seventy-five trillion pounds. Oh, oh, I'll come, but. But it's not right. I mean, I got told I want to love to talk about politics, but it's not just any politics. It's not about um, conservative, Labour, SNP, or any of them. It's about all politicians. Exactly. They are better than you. You should respect them. Here's the here's the order it goes. Right. It breaks my heart to say this, but I'm going to be honest with you. So oh, right. Okay. The, at the bottom. I actually agree with you. Yeah. yeah at the bottom. Right. At the bottom. General public. Hoi polloi. Yes. Scumbags, yeah. yourself. Yeah. Then, then we've got um, musicians. Then we've got <laughs> celebrities such as myself who've been on television. Then you've got politicians, and above that you've got the royal family. Uh, well, I don't think the royal family. I think the royal family is the bottom. To be honest with you. No, no, no. The but royal family. The royal family. No opinion, what mate, the royal family are better than you. Well, no one's better than anybody, mate. Yeah, well, the, the Queen... Well, that, that's the whole point. That's Prince the whole point Harry, of the conversation, isn't it? Prince Harry and Meghan Markle 
are better than you. No, I, I think... Well, I don't agree with that, mate. But you're wrong. No, no I, I, and I can tell you you're wrong because I've been on television. I've been on Good Morning Britain with Piers Morgan. So I can tell you categorically <laughs> that you are wrong. No, obviously you can do it because obviously Piers Morgan is absolutely right in everything he says. Yeah. But I I'm glad we agree, agree on something. I, I agree with everything you say. Cause Thank you very much indeed, Matthew. Perfect. We got there in the end. He knows what's good for him. We got there in the end. Yeah. Let's go to fake Sheila. Oh, no, I didn't want to be a negative call right at the end. Oh, I, I, okay, we might have another call after you. Oh, thank you. Okay, so... Turn your, is it, why has everyone got their radios on tonight? I haven't got my radio well, what on. what can oh, I hear no, in the background? My radio, oh, that stupid Richard Nick playing a computer well, game. Well, can you go somewhere where we can't hear someone talking Richard, in the background? shut up! Shut your mouth up! Oh, God. Hello. Yeah. Um, so what I was going to say to you was, um... That's, um, Steve that was saying about his mum. Yes. Grieving. I really felt for that call. And you prescribed him Marley and me. Um, and what really touched me is that you were based, you really got it about how when somebody deteriorates really rapidly, you don't really have a, a chance to get used to it. And that's what ha what's happening with me at the moment. But it, unfortunately, it's happened with both my dad and my dog. So mm. I'm thinking, should I still watch Molly and me? I would like to. Well, it's, it's, it, here's the thing. That was a very specific prescription. For, yeah, it was Steve, wasn't it? It's, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was a Steve. very specific was prescription Steve. for Steve. Um, if you don't feel up to it, I've never seen that film. I know it's an old film. I don't think it's... It's not supposed to be very good, but there's not necessarily oh. about... Well, it's not necessarily about these films being good. It's about them... Triggering it, Triggering emotion. something. But, um... And I think it would with me, but... But maybe... The, is the time right? But also, um, what... The reason I say it is because I, I don't... I don't think you may be related with it, but Steve was saying about, I think, a song that reminded him of his mum, and he was asking if he believes in the afterlife. Mm. So, right, so Dad has been in a care home and in hospital since I spoke to Kath, which I think was in July. I don't know if she remembers that. Of course I remember. Thank you. Um, so it's been the, the worst couple of months of my life. Um, so every day, every evening is visiting Dad in a care home. And I never thought I'd be, I never thought that would happen because it happened so suddenly. So I do go there and today was in hospital and... A few, a couple of weeks ago, it was mum and dad's anniversary and she, she asked me not to go, so she went on her own. Um, and they're not really into music, I love my music, but I didn't grow up in a household that loved music particularly. We all, we, we like music, the kids, but my parents didn't, they were sort of too serious for that. Um, so we didn't know what music they liked or anything like that. And, um, my mum went in that day with my younger brother and they they went in and I didn't even realise why she'd asked me not to go, but it was their wedding anniversary. Oh. So dad, it was, he spent his birthday this year and their wedding anniversary in, in a care home. Um, and we'd put a radio in, but he hadn't listened to it, but they turned it on that day. And the first song, I think this is similar to what Steve said, the first song that came in, mum never knew this, ever never heard about it the first song that came on was the song that they danced to at their wedding which was a song called band of gold i don't even know the song i think it's probably some oh, 70s song or it's, a band it's, of gold. it's a song that's about being left on your wedding day oh. so oh, no! 
Now that you're gone, all that's left is a band uh, of gold. Yeah, you're right. Flipping oh, it. No. People oh. play at weddings all the time because I think they just read the title. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, apparently yeah, yeah. their wedding song. But <laughs> Mum was so happy. She was like, "Oh, I can't believe you know he doesn't know anything." But we turned on the radio and that was the song. And then the care assistant came in and started singing, and my brother started dancing, and it was, that felt like there was something there. Yeah. So, like, I just wanted to say to Steve that it may not be anything, but sometimes it is. You know, sometimes that, uh, I, I've never heard that song. I've never heard of it. But sometimes that can mean a lot. Yeah, well, it's whatever meaning you extrapolate from it is, is great. I'm, never, I'm not going to tell you when you're wrong. That's not no. what it means. It's whatever, whatever meaning uh, you get from it is beautiful and is magical and is wonderful and, and go with it. It's difficult, isn't it? Everything that's going on is difficult with everybody at Everything the moment. Everything is difficult but at the this, moment. Uh, I do feel that, bloody hell, we've had some difficult calls lately. <laughs> I'm probably one of them. But, no, 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 um, we've had, we've had um, I don't think, do you know what, I don't think they've been difficult tonight. I think we've had, uh, I understand why you would say that, but I, I found them very easy to um to talk to and to kick some ideas around there have been some emotional calls but i don't i don't find those difficult no but i've missed you guys when you've not been on me too it's terrible when you're not on um so just want i love the fact you did the conga i saw it through the streets of bath on saturday night it was great but the thing is, you couldn't do that in London, could you because you get stabbed you get stabbed knife crime you either get sold crack cocaine or get stabbed so, I would like to buy tickets to London, but I don't think it's online yet. No, it's not online yet. I need to, I'm not confirmed the date with them, actually. I will chase that up on okay. th- 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 are, Friday. I'll chase that are up. you going to do a game show like you did last the year? The plan, as far as I know, is to do two shows. So, we do a game show, like a sort of Christmas party. Um, oh, God, I want to go. I yes. want to get tickets to that. And then straight <laughs> after, so that would last like an hour and a half, and then we'd do a rabbit hole straight after that would last an hour and a half. You have to get tickets for both, and we'd probably have a little deal if you bought tickets for both, or you could buy tickets for one and not the other. But I'm waiting for the... the I emailed the Bill Murray in August, and they said, get back to us in September. I know it's difficult, because London's like you're in and out, and what I've seen you do on the rabbit hole and other places other than london it's so free and you everyone is having a good time but i i just get the impression in london it's like on the time that you can't i just feel that you can't be yourself or is that not it who us or you no you we we can't be ourselves what when we're on stage i mean that you're on a schedule but we're on a schedule for all of them Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so will you do conga on the street in London? Probably not. That's what I mean. Why? Because we've done done it. it. We've done it. Oh, okay. We don't, we don't like repeating ourselves. We're already, because well, oh. that was a spontaneous, well, it wasn't that spontaneous. We, 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 just as we were leaving my house, I said to Kath, why does no one do the conga anymore? Is that a London thing or is it, is it all everywhere? And we just got talking about it. I said, oh, I wonder, I wonder if we could do the conga. No, it's not a London thing. It's not a Northern thing because I, I've stayed with family in Wales and they do that there. It's a great British thing. It's a great yeah. British. So can you do something else in London? Not conga, but find something we'll else. We'll definitely do something else. We'll yeah. do, we're going to do a wicked show. But outside, once you've finished it, do something else. Well, it, 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 it's slightly difficult it. because of how there are houses there. Oh, uh, um, okay. As there were in Bath, there were in Bath, so it's it's possible. It depends if we have the same... Yeah, p- do you know what? I almost bought door. tickets to 
the bath today. I was thinking about today. Who, yeah, well, I, lo- I logged on. I was going to buy the today. Tickets. No, I logged on for tickets for Bath in November. Oh, and I thought I'm going we're, to buy them. We're, okay, we're not going to Bath in November. Going to Brighton. Oh, Brighton. Sorry, Brighton. Jeez. Yes. Brighton. Yes. So is that more free? Is that more? Exciting we, in we, London? We, or? You just want to do a conga. We will not be doing a conga in Brighton. Oh, no. That's all you want is a bloody conga. <laughs> yeah, I do want a conga. We can't do a conga in Brighton because it's up some really narrow I've steps. I've had it to, like, for about 15 years. I wanted to do the conga. Well, you could, you, here's the thing. You don't need us to instigate some conga <laughs> action. You can just do... You can just do, 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 come on and do the conga. Yeah. I know, but it's in these terrible parties that you go to. I don't with go people to that you parties. don't want to go there, and then you get forced to do the conga, and I don't want to do it. Well, hang on a minute. You, do you want to do the conga or not now? You're I being like forced to do it. Do. I don't want to do it with anybody else. Well, yeah, we wouldn't just be like a three way conga that's session. That's not a conga, that's just a. Yeah, but if we. Bye. <laughs> everybody was doing the conga. Oh, no, wasn't... you're still there. Oh, you're still there. Yeah, you're not anymore. Thanks so much for your question. <laughs> what was going on there, The man? conga. My goodness. The conga we, obsession. We're not doing... We, I will do a private conga for a thousand pounds. Five hundred quid each. You in for that? Um, Daryl Morris, hello. Hello, Ian. How you doing? I'll be there. With bells on. Yeah, we go. We, we, had, we congered through Bath after our show in Bath on Saturday night, and it was uh, it was joyous and it was wonderful. And um, sign me up. Yeah, I want in. Did my did my calf muscles in? You've got until fifty eight thirty. Fifty eight thirty. So what is on this, your show tonight? This is. Can I just can I preface that with this is such a joy. This is such a joy to be here and to oh, be talking to you. I know that sounds like you. a little bit sort of you know smoke up. Very little bit. But I don't mind smoke up my anus. I wonder what that feels like. I bet that feels good. I would give that a go. I might have to get the VR headset out again <laughs> and see if that fits. <laughs> I am, uh, there's no chair in here, so I've had to kneal down, so I'm literally on my knees for you, Ian. That's There's a reason there's no chair, so you're doing that, boy. <laughs> I'm on my knees. How to get ahead in radio. <laughs> <laughs> 25, 25 seconds 25 now. seconds, oh my God. Uh, we've got a showbiz exclusive tonight. We've got an exclusive in the middle of the night on day three of my brand new show. Can you believe yeah. it? That's, yeah. that's a good, strong start, I think. Uh, also, we're going to hear from the first female uh, American Airlines captain. She was flying on 9-11, oh. and she was diverted for six days to Newfoundland. Gosh. Amazing story, because today's the anniversary, of course. Darryl, we will hear all of that and more. This, dear listener, is Talk Radio. This is Talk Radio. 